again, everybody, and welcome back to No Marks Allowed, the podcast where Evan Williams and I bamble on about wrestling current. And in the next one or two, we're gonna get we're gonna go back a little bit. I think we're gonna go a little older, but you know, we'll parlay it into what's going on right now and something that. I think, and we'll see, I'll see what Evan's thoughts on it are, something that I think is wrong with what's going on with, with wrestling, not, or not, not specifically the wrestlers, but more of how wrestling is presented, I guess is how I would put that. Um, but anyway, so this is the, is this the sixth version? Fourth. fourth the fourth episode. version. The fourth version of No Marks Allowed, Evan Williamson is apparently not very talkative today. We got a lot to cover. Uh, we've got the G1 Climax, climax excuse me, coming up. The 29th edition of is coming up, starts with tomorrow, I believe, on TV in America. Yep. AEW's Fighter Fest just happened, and Fight for the Fallen is coming up in short order. Next, They're, just, just next week. Oh, it's next week. Yeah, that the, July thirteenth, and, and this next week is also Extreme Rules. Okay, um, and then WWE, and as Evan mentioned, Extreme. Rules. I did not realize. I, I apologize. I honestly did not realize Fight for the Fallen was that soon after uh, Fighter Fest. Um, and then Raw. Uh, just a couple of one, a couple of highlights and some low lights. Low lights. <laughs> low lights. Well, from Fighter Fest and from WWE this week. And then extreme rule stuff will and shoulds as we usually do. For what we have now, there's still there's still matches going to be made and stipulations to be named, hopefully. Right, and also then you know what um, maybe some matches we do and don't like about that, but we'll get to that. And then Evan, I believe, has some NXT stuff he would like to get to as well, and I will more likely than not comment on. But first up. AEW had their second event as a promotion, and that was Fighter Fest. Uh, we'll start off with the pre-show, and which wasn't, which was not very well received by people. No, it wasn't, and I didn't like it either. I mean, everybody uh, agreed that the first match was solid. Uh, Best friends defeated SCU and Private Party to advance to All Out. For a shot at a first round bye in the AEW World Tag Team Championship Tournament. I think AEW wins for the most complicated and or almost meaningless stipulation ever. Because if you win that match, you get into another match for a first round bye in a tag team tournament. Wait, the winner of that match gets a chance to get a bye? Yes. I thought that winner did get a bye. Are you sure? No. Yes. No, you're not sure? No, yes, I am sure because I've read that and heard that stupid thing ten times. The best friends are going to All Out to possibly get a bye in the World Tag Team Tournament. So the tournament doesn't start at All Out? No, that tournament starts when TV tapings start, I think is what I heard. Is Are they doing TV tapings or are they doing live? Well, like, or I don't mean TV tapings. When it hits television. Like, when we get to October, they're going to have a World Tag Team Tournament. So when they do that... Whoever wins the tag team match, hopefully it'll be just two tag teams going up against each other. Um, at whoever wins that at all out gets a bye in the tag team tournament that will be on T on TV on T. Uh, they're on TNT, correct? Mm-hmm. On TNT. It'd be very. I mean, we'll get to the TNT in a few minutes, so I'll, I'll save that comment okay. for later. 
So anyway, the pre-show, the best friends defeated SCU and Private Party to advance to All Out. We just went over that. Um, I can't really say much about this match. I wasn't. I was out to my birthday supper with my parents, so I wasn't able to watch. You're an this. adult. Adult now. 21, yeah, I'm, right? I'm 21. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Allie defeated. Lee, well, actually, this next I know it was Michael Nakazawa defeated Alex Jubaley. No, that, I no, that was no. The next one was uh, Allie defeated. Uh, so I definitely missed two matches. Now. Yeah. Okay. Because I because you were talking about how I thought that you. We're about to, I thought you got the tail end of that last minute because you did because you talked about how bad how you didn't like the librarian thing. Yeah, so, I don't I think the library thing is weird from what I heard. They were like shushing each other and there was like a chop and a shush involved. I mean, uh, they do that all the time, but the like Big Show does that. Well, yeah, I, yeah but I don't know. I just I, I mean, the, the only problem I have, like, I like it, but if you're going to like rag on WWE for doing some of that stuff. But then praise AEW for doing it. Then you're a hypocrite. But granted, I think there was enough hate on both sides. But I thought that match was slow. It just yeah. seemed really slow. And I don't know. Um, apparently, uh, Kylie Ray was supposed to. I think that's her name, Kylie Ray. Yeah, she, well, was, she was supposed to be in the match and then wasn't. Yeah. So I don't know. I haven't heard anything. Maybe she had other commitments. Because I think it was an impromptu match anyway. But. Because it wasn't on the card. No, that one was announced because AEW kind of got heat for that. That Kylie Ray was announced on that card, and di- and it and then she didn't show up. No, oh, I never saw that on the card. I thought that was just something that like oh, apparently she was supposed to be I'm like oh, interesting. And then the abomination, the um thing that um should not be named but must be. Yeah, the uh, well, I, I was going. The, I was going to say a buzzword because that's really was it is of a the blank of a wrestling match. Um, <laughs> the drizzling craps, as they say. Um, Michael Nakazawa defeated the, Alex Jabaley, the CEO of CEO. Yeah, he's, the CEO of a video game company. I have no idea. It's they run this. The a dude that ran this convention re, uh, wrestled this moron Michael Nakazawa in a hardcore match. In, in all fairness, I think Michael, which is stupid enough to begin with, and then Nakazawa is an idiot because he lathers himself up in baby oil. This was uh, the reason I thought this was the second match is because this is where I came into this. Like I turned on, I got home, I got on my laptop, I opened Bleacher Report live. I saw Alex Jabaley come out. They explained he was the CEO of CEO Gaming Company or whatever. Then Michael Nakazawa came out, and then I think Nakazawa talked in here somewhere. Yeah, um, I, I liked it because I was I was texting you in real time because he was like talking. It was like like because uh, Jabaley was supposed to be in a match with him like a year ago or something, and they had a match, but he was hurt, messed up his leg or something. Yeah. yeah. Some type of lower body injury. We don't know. Like I thought it was an Achilles injury, um, but then you thought it was just a knee injury. It makes more sense as a knee injury based on what happened. Yeah. But uh, Nakazawa called him a cripple. He's like, oh, I've got, we're in America. That's offensive. I'm sorry. Basically. Well, you know what's offensive is what, he, what, what that Nakazawa idiot calls wrestling. That's what's offensive. And 
all fairness, it's just a character. I think he's really good. Uh, slather yourself character. in baby oil but and then, you should be kicked out then, of the arena. Then he goes, then he says, like, with your hurt right knee, is like, hey, you should do your research. It was my left knee. He's like, thank you very much. And then he kicks him in the left knee. And I texted him, like, I like him. Then he takes out the takes out the uh, baby oil. I was like, I don't like him. <laughs> yeah, he's got a Michael Nakazawa no, I said, never mind. Gimmick is he uses baby oil or some kind of lotion to get out of a waist lock, proving that he's, one, a bum, two, he's a complete idiot. This was, I, I, I like, honestly, he took out the bottle of baby oil, I turned off the, I closed out a Bleach Report live, shut my laptop, I sent a message to Evan, and I said, let me know when the real show starts. Okay, so, so I have to tell you what the, what the match basically was. So they did that. Um, and all fairness to Nakazama, I think he's he's a good wrestler. I just don't like his character, his persona. And I I don't know anything about his persona because it's the first time I've ever seen him. Well, the thing is, he did the baby oil thing in the pre-show battle royal for the last one, too. Oh, he did? Yes, yeah. because that got a lot of heat, too. That and the guy that had no legs. Why did he get heat for well, no, I'm like, like among other things, the first like five people in the last AEW show, there was the guy with no legs, the baby oil guy, a guy that was painted yellow, um, and then I guess MJF beat up the legless guy, which got heat on MJF, which is also a good thing, but also kind of mean. This is his job. Just kind of a bad, bad anyway. Um, so but, you like Nakazawa, but did not as I like the name. See, it's just like you know, I you know, I have a love for Japanese. Well, you have culture. a thing for Japanese women. Well, he's a guy, so no. Or <laughs> guys, you have a thing for that for that sect of uh, the world. Anyway, there's this. There was uh, during the match they did that, and then I wasn't paying too much attention. Um, they had a couple spots where they had. Where he uh, got, uh, you're not, are you, I'm not sure if you're familiar with, familiar with gaming, but some people, so there's some, I don't know what it's called, it's like Okay, this, stop. What? Stop. Stop. Re-rack what you just said. When? I'm not sure if. I'm not sure if. You just said, I'm not sure if you were familiar with gaming. What, what was I doing when you walked in? <laughs> I'm not sure if you're familiar with that type of gaming. Oh, like esports? No, it's not esports. It was like a, which I think that's what CEO is actually. Um, the you know how some people like have like the old style arcade things with the joystick and the button. Oh, you mean you mean like the the old the big arcade units? Yeah, but they but now they have like these like controllers that have that, so mm -hmm. you can you still use them. Yes, yes, yes. When I was a kid. I had one. It was a very small box. It was a joystick and I think four buttons. And it was Pac-Man, Dig Dug, um, Galaga, and uh, one other thing that I never played. But I, I, you, I played the hell out of that when I was younger. But yes, so go. So ahead. this is one of those like like you know ones that gamers use, like mm -hmm. like not like not like those plug and play things that mm -hmm. you had, but like what a gamer would use. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, took that from them and used it as a weapon. Used I didn't know he said they were they were push buttons like something something with gaming push button. Every almost every weapon was gaming related, which mm -hmm. I understand. Um, uh, oh, um. the one thing 
the, the, one of the commentators says, oh, that hurts worse than Legos. I'm like, no, no, it doesn't. <laughs> I think we should mention, before we go any further, in case people don't know about Fighter Fest, don't know where it was, it was in Florida, it was at a gaming convention. Yeah. So you're going to hear a lot of gaming references when we talk about this. That's why you're going to hear those. And this guy, this Alex Jabaley guy, he was the head of the company that was putting on this convention so just just his background we probably should give it to begin with um that's what the kind of the background is go ahead yeah um so and and also i don't remember the match order so some of this stuff may not be in the exact order so they use the push pins. then they i actually like this see if it wasn't for the silliness like in like the fact that you know like people always dog on wwe for their silliness but then okay with aew i wouldn't mind this they used the GameCube controller and tried to choke them out. See, I I love gaming. I'm a gaming guy. I was, I was moderately seriously in the e and into into esports light when I was in high school. I was in a lighter competitive scene when I was in high school. I wasn't at the top or anything, but I was a pretty decent player and a pretty decent clan when i was in high school and i i i am a big time gaming guy and i'm a big time wrestling guy too but i like those two things by themselves i want my wrestling to be wrestling and i want my gaming to be gaming i don't like wrestling and gaming together unless it's in a wrestling video game and most of them haven't been any good in a long time but I certainly don't like my gaming crossing over into my wrestling. Anyway, later on in the match, they end up going to the rampway, and they had this little, like, you know, like a kiddie pool type thing. One of those inflatable pools. Yeah, this is this I heard about, and this I have a problem with, too. The, the, basically, the background... See, apparently, like, I have no idea. There was this thing called Fire, Fest, Fire Festival some years ago that was a big scam, and they did a bunch of, like, backstage segments on the pre-show where they were making fun of that, pretty much saying, like, oh, all these people, like, pulled out, and, like, they didn't, they lost a bunch of money, and we couldn't afford a swimming pool, so we had to get one of those inflatable pools. Anyway, uh, I don't remember the move, but, and I don't remember who gave it to whom. I just know somebody did, like, a scoop slam or something to somebody into the, uh, into the little pool. And for some reason, that got the holy crap chance from... The audience, and I'm like, really? Yeah, I, I hate it. I didn't even know about the audience reaction. But I, I hate that crap. I just, I think it's stupid. Like, the gaming stuff was kind of annoying, but I know why they did, because it's gaming convention, the kiddie pool stuff, that's just so, so stupid. Leave that in the backyard in the middle of Nebraska. Just get that crap out of here. What I wanted, this is, and we'll get into this later in this card, what I wanted out of AEW was more things like I've seen a program or two of MLW or Ring of Honor or NXT actual wrestling being the focus storylines I know you can't do those right now because they're kind of doing one-off shows to build some hype but I want like actual wrestling to take place not just this hardcore crap hardcore and silly crap um and i think it's it's a, a point that i made 
earlier on in the first or second of these is what I don't want AEW to do is feel that they have to go get more people other than the niche that they will have with solid wrestling. But I think they need to stretch out and get more people because right now the people that they're playing to that are their fans are the ones who like all this silly hardcore crap and this Joey Janela joke and Nakazawa and all this garbage. They need to not stick with this crap because that's not going to make it anywhere because people are going to flip through their channels and go, wow, that is the dumbest thing I've ever seen in my life and turn away. You would think that, wouldn't you? <laughs> I think they need to stick to more actual wrestling. Like, what I was talking about was smart wrestling fans are going to like Christopher Daniels. They're going to like Cody Rhodes. Uh, uh, they're going to like MGF. They're going to like uh, MJF, excuse me. They're going to like Hangman Page. Um, uh, Britt Baker is one of their top female stars. There's plenty of people that fans of legitimate wrestling will like and that you can do stuff with. I think. If you could get John Moxley out of uh, out of street fights with Joey Janela, now you can go back to those. I have no problem with hardcore matches as long as they are at the end of a ridiculous as that as long as they are the payoff or the one of the very final matches in a very long, hard and tough feud kind of a deal. Like um, Triple H, Randy Orton comes to mind in the kind of build that I would say would lead to a hardcore match or a non-sanctioned match. Gargano Champa comes to mind. Or if the pay-per-view deems it, like if it's... Or, extreme. yes, or it's Extreme Rules, then yeah, you yeah, that's the gimmick of the pay-per-view, yes. Or Hell in a Cell. I mean, it's not a hardcore match, but it's, it's still Hell in a Cell. Like, yes, that is fine to me, but I don't like the hardcore stuff, and I don't want them to focus on the audience of the 50 people sitting on folding chairs in a backyard. Stupid crap. You know, I want them to be different than the WWE and the fact that I want them to focus on actual good one-on-one -on -one wrestling. But kind of the American version... Oh, I don't want to say this as it is going to sound, but the American version of New Japan, if you will. I mean, New Japan has its moments, but... Because, but from what I, from the, from the uh, view that I get of New Japan, they have largely good matches with good wrestlers, and NXT as also, well. Also, keep in mind that I think they don't, ha they have their matches spread out more, I think. I'm not sure, I don't know their schedule. And I think NXT is the best American example of what I want out of AEW. Like, it's obviously going to be different, but... Like, I want more of that. It's more focused wrestling. There's more focused storytelling. A bunch of people have stories. I'll get off my high horse, but you know what I mean. I yeah. Now, I don't want to get too much more into this, but uh, anyway, there was a thong involved, and uh, yeah, Nakazawa won. Wasn't there like a lolly? Oh, yeah, he tried to shove the thong in his mouth. Yep, and he missed, and I think he got the referee. <laughs> so you, you still don't hate him? I don't like his character. I hate his persona. So Nakazawa defeated Jibaley, and uh, I yeah I turned that match off two minutes in, and, and I'm that was probably the low point of the night I would say, because everybody said yes that, that I, was the yes. worst pre-show ever. It was like like, see that's what that's what I'm not okay. Um, best friends ECU private party. Although I missed it, I've heard from no I've heard enough. They said that that was the only thing good about the pre-show. That was an okay match. Just fine. 
how about Daniels and Seema being on the pre-show because this is not like a pre-show where you're going to go buy a pay-per-view or buy the network or something. It's I mean, it's, it's basically the first hour of a show. You're just trying to entice people. Yeah, I mean, how is that going to entice people? How is the it, the other two matches going to entice people? If you had put um, Seaman Christopher Daniels, I mean, I think I the second match would have worked. It was just way too slow, and it just like. So let's get to the main card now. Uh, Seema defeats Christopher Daniels. Uh, I like this match. I did. I think both guys did well. I really like Christopher Daniels. I don't really care what his character is. You know, he doesn't. And uh, Seema's from uh, O. Is it OWE or OWF? I don't know. I don't know where the guy's from. This is the first I've ever I heard of him. I think he's a Japanese superstar, but he's in the Chinese wrestling, the Oriental Wrestling Federation or Oriental Wrestling Entertainment. Okay, well, I I, I've never heard of Simo before this. It's 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 newer. Oh, oh fireworks! Somebody, somebody said on firecrackers. I got so scared. Sorry, <laughs> folks. It is we are we are taping this uh, uh, right after the Fourth of July. Here in the United States, if for some ungodly reason we have an international listener. Um, I like the match. Good solid thing. Christopher Daniels. That's good stuff, man. Yeah. He and Frankie Kazarian is is now and always will be good stuff. And that's kind of my thoughts on that. Yeah, I mean I didn't I wasn't paying that much attention to that. And and, and I think first what of I've all heard is good. I think that is a good thing to have in a show, an, a mid or undercard match that you're just like, yeah. You know what? You did good there. That was Who good. Who ended up winning that match? I forget. Seema. Our next match is Riho defeating Nyla Rose and Yuka Sakazaki. Personally, I would have preferred Nyla just picked up and power slam both of these twigs and pinned them with both of her feet, but hey, can't win them all, I guess. She, she did a lot of that stuff. Yeah, she did, but I don't really know why she lost. They really. Wanted- I don't know why you have Nyla lose there because that would be just the absolute. It was a roll up, I believe. And but I the, think but was- still, you, you you. I don't think they should have had her lose. I mean, for crying out loud, that would have been the easiest possible. Just like boom, instant monster coming right into TV. Yeah, but how did you? you what's better, you building your Joshi, Joshi superstars, and after the match, after one of them wins. You have your monster heal destroy them, or attempt to. So that puts them both over. So I think that was the right idea. No, I I still like building the monster. I I, I mean, like built the monster. She just didn't win. Well, uh, you need wins to be a build. And remember, the premise of AEW is wins and losses matter. So based on what the own we'll company see, I'm on that says, last, by the way. <laughs> well, I know I know that, but based on what the own company says, they've devalued Nyla Rose. Um, overall, as for the match, it was... So, I don't know if uh, you would count... So, she would either be 0-1 or 0-2, because she didn't get pinned at double or nothing, but she was involved in the Fatal 4-Way match, so I don't know if they... But she wasn't pinned. Yeah. So, I don't know how that one... How that yeah, I think out. she would have... She should have just won these first two, but they didn't, so they're kind of making her look like crap right now. Um, 
So I agreed with the with the outcome. The match, I didn't like the outcome of it. Did I thought it was fairly good? It was a very frightening spot though, where she dropped the leg on the and murdered. Yeah, I don't know which one it was, but yeah, the spot Evans talking about Nyla Rose was it was on the ring apron, right? She was, she was. I think she was draped over the top rope. Oh yeah, yeah, and Nyla Rose like jumped off, and I'm not like, sure was she did she jump off the top or was it from the second row? No, I think she jumped off the top. She, I I thought she just killed the chick. I thought she was going to be header. Like when they were setting up for that spot, I was like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, well, and I texted, uh, I I messaged you, and I said, well, she's dead. And then she just got back. She just no sold it. The girl got back up, and I'm like, oh, well, you didn't die. Gotta, gotta love Japanese wrestling. <laughs> um, so anyway, th- when there was a point where Sakazaki and Riho kind of got their turnaround. This wasn't a handicap, by the way, although it looked like it for most of the match. Yeah, they were Which together. is another issue that I had with it. Well, if you're going to, like, even, like, think of other matches. I, uh, WrestleMania, gosh, 30. Well, but I think <clears throat> if they're triple threats, like. 33? But, but Evan, you can have team-ups in triple threats, but they didn't They didn't fight in themselves. I think the fight between Weho and Sakazaki was too small. I don't think they fought. They didn't, to me, they didn't fight enough to make it look like an actual triple threat. It just kind of looked like a two-on-one handicap to me. But anyway, let's, let's get off this match. Um, Adam Hangman Page defeated MJF, Jungle Boy, and Jimmy Havoc. Now, this was another one that I wasn't really paying attention to, so I don't really know what happened to um, This one, it, I don't... I don't remember. Was there a stipulation to this? Yes, there was. Uh, to uh, face... Uh, what's his name? Kip, Kip Saban? Somebody? It was to face some Brit, uh, British wrestler, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, uh, I uh, honestly don't know much about this match. Uh, I, I know I didn't get a, I don't know why I could have been talking to somebody. I didn't get a piece of this one, but, um, I know that I like MJF and I haven't seen much of Adam Page, but I've heard nothing but good things about him. And Jungle Boy is some, apparently it's somebody's kid. He's, he's the, oh, he's... There was a somebody that died recently. It was like a movie star or something, and he—he's his son. Oh, he's this Luke Perry's son. So yeah, so it's it's Luke Perry's kid. So he's got the Hollywood connection. So you'll definitely see him on TNT. Um, he's he's teaming up with Luchasaurus. And then uh, Jimmy Havoc, who is another moron who runs around with a staple gun, hate him. And that's what I know about that. The next match that I paid complete attention to, I promise. Wait, who's who? Who did you say won that match? Uh, Hangman. Right. Uh, Cody versus Darby Allen. It ended in a twenty-minute time limit draw, which I did not like. The end. I didn't like the draw. I like the draw. But I did really like this match. Because if you're gonna have timeless, you have to. <clears throat> excuse me. If you're gonna have timeless, you have to prove that there's this actual thing. I understand. Like, I, that, like if they would have added time to that, I would have been like, okay, so what's the point of time limits? I mean, I mean, granted, you know, it's hypocritical for like Iron Man matches and stuff, but you know, those are you get overtime for that. See, I think they're. I don't know. Um, I don't like the concept of out and out draws. But draw makes both people look good. They do it all the time. See, I am a person that says the draws make neither person look good. I think draws make both people look. 
I look upon draws in whatever sport it is. I don't look at it as half a win. I look at it as half a loss, to be honest. It depends on, like, I mean, you have to look at the effort, too. Like, if it was, like, a very poor showing, like, Packers-Vikings where they couldn't hit field goals. That was bad. And they end up tying. Well, this was on the other side. This was a very good match. Yeah, this is, like, where... No, I still, I don't buy draws. I think... Even if Darby loses, uh, I, I think he would have looked better. The way the match went, Cody needed to win. The way they set up the match. I think if Darby could have won, that would have been cool. But either way, some of the good stuff from this match. I mean, Cody's finisher looks good. We knew that. They they both I think, just had nice wrestling. Uh, so about that. And then also... The, the world's dumbest spot. Darby. There, there, there's two of them. Darby brought in a body bag with Cody's name on it. It said one and one because he's he was one and zero, and his one is record. It was previewing the you know he was saying I'm going to beat you. Yeah, and then um, after a big spot, Cody put Darby Allen in the body bag and punched it a few times. I think they could have. He did. He did his finisher. Uh, He did one of his finishers to the body bag. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, I think they could have done something. But here's the spot we're talking. So it, they, they did okay, buddy. I liked. The, I'll I'll just say this. I like the fact that Cody used the body back against Darby when Darby brought it out. I think that's a good use of a prop. So the spot was uh, Cody was sitting was laying on the apron, which is the hardest part of the ring, mind you. Darby goes up to the top rope. And I don't. He has this like this coffin splash type thing, mm-hmm. where basically he crosses his arms and just jumps off and falls back. And he did that right onto the, right onto the. Oh, I saw this. Yeah, right I saw on, this. Right onto the apron, the hardest part of the ring, and I like this. You like stupid dumb idiot. Yeah, like I, that I was. Saw that spot. I mean, it's a nice spot, but that's extremely dangerous. He. You could hurt somebody. Yeah, I, I saw that Darby Allen spot. Um, yeah, that like, was... because he wasn't like people do that in like you know they you can lessen the impact with your arms and that's usually what they do. Yeah, but if you're crossing your arms, you're not doing that. And he's like right on the spine. Oh, it was nasty. I would have liked Cody to win this match the way they set it up. I think right at the end when everybody was counting seven, six. Five, four, and then Cody lays his arm over, and the ref counts three, two, one. As the fans are, I think that would have been a really good finish. Or if you have to go to the draw, you make it like the clock is at two and a half, and he goes three, two, or <laughs> I'm counting backwards, one, two, and then it runs out when his arms like halfway down. That kind of a deal. Isn't that what happened? I don't remember if he actually got the pin or if they just did it at like a one count or something. It was probably like one or two. Um, but I, I think there's a little bit different way you could have ended it. I think there should have been a winner. I'll say that. I know that for sure. I definitely believe that there should have been a winner to this match. But if they do something else with these two, I'm cool with it. Like, I think they both did a, both did a good job. And that's that's more of it. That, uh, what's the other match that I've said of that that I... I Fully was intent with watching that what um, Christopher Daniels and Seema, yeah, that's that's basically it. Um, the kind of main event, 
It was the well, main first, event first, I mean, of the show. We'll probably talk about this more in our next show when we can talk about hardcore, uh, hardcore wrestling. But we should probably mention the spot that had that had everybody talking. Like AEW got a lot of heat for this. Uh, Sean Spears. Oh, the end. The uh, yes, the end segment. Yes, yes. yes. Formerly formerly known as Ty Dillinger from the from oh, the. Oh no, movie. kidding! Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Sean Spears came in with a chair. And Cody Rhodes had his arms down to his side, and he hit him just right in the head. Now, apparently, like everybody said that the chair was gimmicked. It was perfectly safe, but something went wrong. That's what the Bucks said, is that they gimmicked the chair. And I'm like, oh, come on. Why don't you... And, uh... I don't like them pointing out the fakeness of wrestling. I don't like that either. Well, I think that was saving face. Screw it. Get some heat. Be nice. People hate watch all the time. Hmm? People hate watch all the time. No, this is. I think this was more to satisfy, you know, like, uh, you know, like sponsors. I was like, what is it called? Ad people? Um, sponsors. Okay, stuff. I have one very large problem with that. I know you do, but the match following the main event, and you're talking about sponsors. That was unchanged because of though. a chair shot. Well, that's different. It was still on a freaking show. I don't know. For some reason, it's different, but that's because there's been so much stuff with CTE that they had to no. save face with this, and I think they should have. And Mick Foley can't remember his promos on WWE TV when he was GM. So his basically, the chair hit over his head, and the the back of the the back of the chair, the chair lit. Yeah. He got hit on one side, and he was bleeding on the other. So I was like, "What happened?" Uh, the chair wrapped around his head, and he got cut. Yeah. Um. So. Which yeah. was not intended. The bleeding wasn't intended. No, the uh, whacking him upside the head was. Yeah. The double, the cross, which I didn't think they did a very good job of. Like I didn't know that it was a like a a, a cross or anything. A double cross. Not a, a no, like like he crossed him. He like they were friends and then they weren't. So that's called a double cross. Yes. That no, that's only one. Double cross is you're in with one person. And then you go in with another person. So you bash the first... Or wait. And then you bash the second person upside the head because you're still working. You work with one. Then you go work with the other. And then you go bash the second person over the head. Anyway, it was just straight. So I... Whatever. The, I don't... Yeah, we'll, get, we'll look it up in the dictionary later. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, so... Sean Spears hits Cody Rhodes in the head. Nasty spot. There's a bunch of stuff. MJF came out and he was like the first one to Cody. Which I kind of thought was interesting, and then I heard in the press conference after he he talked about that. He said, "Yeah, they all say they're Cody's friends or uh, something." I mean, they're they're legit friends. But I was the first one out to Cody. Wrote my friend Cody Rhodes. So I I thought that was kind of interesting because they also like it also makes it more real. Be like, oh no, this was not supposed to happen. Yeah, because like everybody knows that. They're not like their characters. Well, I think MJF did a it did a good job at using. And that apparently, also. he had a very colorful interview. <laughs> well, he's very clearly a very colorful character. Anyway, moving on from the Cody thing, uh, the next match: Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks defeated Pentagon Junior, Phoenix, and Laredo Kid. Um, I was explaining this to you. I like high spot matches. The elite were dressed up as Street Fighter characters. Oh yes, 
course. The story this being, crap. The story being that they uh, could not find their gear. Like their their gear wasn't didn't couldn't come in. So Kenny, stupid. Kenny Omega found some, and uh, they all dressed up. I did not catch all the names. They all dressed up like buffoons. Well, they were. One of them was Ryu. Um, one of the Bucks was Ryu. The other one. God, I'm trying to think of the damn guy's name. They were Street Fighter characters. Yeah. I don't know who Kenny was. I have there no idea. There was no Chun-Li, so it didn't matter. <laughs> um, there was an eye roll in there, ladies and gentlemen. Um, I know one of them was Ryu. One of the Bucks was... I don't know who Kenny was. And the other one, I, I just can't think of the character's name. But the more fighter-based of the Street Fighter characters, if that makes sense. The uh, Not fighter-based, the human-looking Street Fighter characters. They kind of look like a person. Um, so they came out like that. Pentagon, Phoenix, and Laredo came out regular, like regular people. In masks. <laughs> In masks. Um, I like high spot matches if there's wrestling at the beginning, in the middle, in between the big spots. And, well, at the end you can end on the big spot, obviously. But this just kind of felt like, hey, look, boom, hey, look, boom, just... It was, it reminded me, was it Lesnar Reigns, one of those, where it was literally F5, 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 spear, 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 F5, 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 F5. oh look, match is over, he took 10, like that thing. I think John Cena, Brock Lesnar, he hit him with like 11 su- suplexes, and then f 5 him in one. No, 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 this was one where he hit like 5 or 6 F5s. I'm pretty sure it's with Roman, but anyway, kind of it was. I call it. Um, I'm sure I'm not the only one that calls it this, but I like to think of it as spots for the sake of spots with no meaning to them. Um, they did the Hadouken, Rio's Hadouken, the probably the most iconic move in Street Fighter in my in my opinion in my knowledge of gaming. Um, they did all did a big punch after they got super kicked, and I just thought that was kind of stupid. Because, once again, like I said, I want my wrestling left alone. Like, I want my wrestling in the wrestling world. I want actual wrestling. I don't want this silly crap. Um, yeah, you know, I... Uh, singles is, will hopefully be different, but... I did like... like I, I the don't, problem with I this don't match, think I like Omega and the Young Bucks. The problem with this match was it was confusing. Like, we didn't... I don't like anybody, actually. We didn't know who was legal. And it seemed like uh, Mexican rules for lucha rules for for six man tag. Well, that was the other thing too. Is which I like. I like that. I like that rule. I mean, I don't know if that's a rule because, like, you know, watching AAA, and they do it in CMLL also. um, When there's like multi man tag team matches, if somebody gets like thrown out of the ring, the next person comes in and that keeps the match going, keeps it flowing. But but this wasn't that much. This was kind of. Okay, it's a tag match. All right, for the first two minutes, it's an actual tag match. And then it just breaks down completely. And then they're just doing 3v3 spots in the ring or outside the ring. And both teams should have been disqualified at least 30 or 40 times for having the other two guys in the ring at the same time or nobody being in the ring. I, I just... I did not like this match whatsoever. We will see if I like the participants when they do serious matches. But if this is what the Young Bucks is, don't like the Young Bucks. Sorry. Just don't. If this is what Omega is, then it's a, it's a no to Omega. If this is what 
I mean, Pentagon, Phoenix, Laredo, they seemed like good good luchadors. I mean, so, lucha wrestling is pretty much spot wrestling anyway, but... Yeah, so, I mean, if that, if that is their craft, then that's fine. But it's just kind of not my... It's not my, my cup of tea. I'm sorry to say. I'm sure they will have better matches because I didn't think this one was very good. Um, they also may have been stra- scrapped for time also. And then, is there anything else about this one? Did you like this one? I didn't mind it. I mean, I just thought it was confusing because I couldn't tell who was in and stuff. And I, I mean, like I said, like I enjoyed like some of the spots, but again, like, like I personally enjoyed the spots, but then mm-hmm. again, I was thinking like, if WWE did this, people would have hated it. Oh, and by the way, just for clarification, the elite one, Kenny and the, Kenny and the Bucks. Yes. And then... And then they... Justin hands. Roberts got on the microphone, going to the next match. Roberts got on the microphone, and he said, All right, well, this is the end of the AEW show. Uh, we're going to turn the lights off, and then we turn it back on. Uh, John Moxley and Joey Janela are going to come out, and they're going to have a non-sanctioned match. Uh, okay. Which and I kind of like that. And then they turn the lights out, and then they turn the lights back on. And then despite the fact that they said that this was not a part of the show, they had Moxley and Janela come out with full lighting, full... I don't know if there's any pyro or not, but like the full the full visual effects, their titantrons, their music... The ref was there. The ring announcer was well, there. There has to be a ref there. Okay, fine. Maybe the referee. The announcers were still there. Poor Jim Ross. By the way, let's go back to the Kenny Omega Young Bucks, the video game thing. Why the hell was Jim Ross on commentary for that? That poor guy had no idea what was going on was with the video game stuff. That was that was painful. I felt really bad for Jr. Because you could tell immediately that was not his cup of tea. Um. Anyway, so Omega, uh, uh, sorry, uh, Moxie Janela, if you're going to have a non-sanctioned max that is not a part of the pay-per-view, then how can it be that the lights come back up and you got full production, the camera guys are there, the video guy, the... Freaking audio people are there, the video people there, the director's there, the technical director's there. There's full lighting for a full show. The ring announcer's still there. The bellman is still there. Yes, well, you, you just need want the two the of them to go? You want everybody to leave? Yes. That's... If you are going to do a non-sanctioned match, it should be... Maybe maybe for the sake of television, you have to make it not a hard cam, but you should do house lights, just... Only lights in the ring so the people can see the action but not actually see the crowd. Justin Roberts should go home. Well, even house shows, they have the ring announcers. But, like, it's not a sanctioned part. No, I'm saying the lights. I'm saying they should have just the lights. It's not a part of AEW. Jim Ross, the esports guy who wasn't bad, and, oh, my God, what's his name? Uh, uh, the Executioner? No, what's the the color guy? What the hell's his name? He wears a mask. Yeah, um, I, that guy who isn't that bad. The mask looks kind of stupid on commentary. It starts with an E. I just don't remember his name. I'll look that up. Okay. Uh, anyway, that guy who's not too bad a color. He's got a little place to go, but I think he can be decent. Um, they all should have gone home. 
No Ex- music. Excalibur. Excalibur. There you Not go. Not Executioner. Excalibur. The other one. Jr. Excalibur. The esports guy should gone home. Uh, lights just on the ring so people can see the action. Maybe one or two cameras, but you take the camera, you strip down the camera mount. No audio. Uh, well, I mean, you might have some match audio, but like you don't have their music. You don't have their entrances. They walk out down to the ring. And then just fight the hell out of each other because it's non-sanctioned match. It's not a part of the show. You're taking it so too literally. So it should look... No! It, yes, you are. No, I'm not. Yeah, basically, if, they're saying it's not part of the main show. If they say this is the end... Because that's what Justin Roberts said. He said, this is the end of the AEW show. Thank you for coming. However, there will be a non-sanctioned match. John Moxley and Joey Janela uh, after the lights come back on. The lights should have come back on just on the ring. If it's not a part of the AEW show, then why did that match look exactly like the entire rest of the show in everything but the action in the ring and the lights going off for two seconds beforehand? The same reason why that was a dumb they didn't do that gimmick like they should have i didn't like that at all so did you not like it when they did uh champa versus gargano when they had an unsanctioned match and they still used everything i no i no well i like that match but like i'm saying that if you're going to have a non-sanctioned match you need to do these things if it's a non-sanctioned match like yes okay now that you bring that up yes if you in in the base of what they say what they're trying to, um, well, they're not trying to give you anything. I told you the whole purpose of an unsanctioned match is to not get sued by the wrestlers. I know it is, but if this you're has nothing s- to do with anything. It has nothing what to if, do with sponsors. But if you're gonna say this stuff, then do it. Damn it, they do did it. it. No, I, I mean, if you're going to say it's not a part of the card, then don't make it look like it. If you're at NXT and you do this, don't make it look like it. I don't, I think what they say Every single non-station match something. that has ever happened has been this. Because the whole point, that. the whole point of the non-station rule is so they don't get sued. I know that. But it has nothing to do with the being on TV. Well, I guess to what, do they're with- all wrong. If they're, if they're going to say this is not a part of the card anymore, this is not a part of the show, then don't use every damn thing you just use for the show. Close it up and go the frick home. I want them to be, I want wrestling to be a little bit more true to its word. Be a bit more, I want kayfabe to be a bit more but real. But I told you, the kayfabe, the kayfabe of a non-sanctioned match is so the wrestlers don't sue the company. It has nothing to do with TV, it has nothing to do with production. Then why did they say this isn't a part of the card and then do literally everything the same? Like, non-sanctioned by the company, but we still provide full camera crew, full lighting, full everything. This is not a company match, but we still provide everything that we do to a company. So why don't they take their stuff to Jim Bob and it's Bibby like, Bob Booby down the road and do that. That's not a part of the company. It's like Fastlane when they had uh, Becky Lynch for Charlotte. They still had, she signed a hold harmless agreement that says she cannot sue the company because they are not responsible for what happens there. But hands. that's different. A hold, it's they're pretty much the same a thing. A harm, yeah, but like. It is the same thing. No, I It is not, literally the same thing. No, a hold, having somebody sign a hold harmless is not the same as saying this match is not a part of our company. 
But basically, that's basically what it's saying because, like, you know, no, if, it she, isn't. if she gets hurt, she can't sue the company. Exactly. You should, instead of non-sanction matches, unless you're going to turn the damn lights off, hold then on. they should You are just way too upset lights. about this. We're moving on. So are you. Because you're, because this is, there's no reason to be this upset about this. It's I think semantics. they should actually do their gimmick. That, they did their gimmick, to me, in fairness. John, uh, John Mox, anyway, the actual match. See, this is the stuff you really get out of two wrestling fans. Uh, John Moxley defeated Joey Janela in a match that I turned off after three minutes because it's this hard, it's this violent, uh, how did you put it earlier? When we were just talking amongst ourselves? I believe you said violence for the sake of violence, which is kind of what I thought, and that I... Yeah, that's what I said. I mean, because some people are going to say wrestling is violence, but, um, um... I will say this. It wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. Escalated. No, no, that's not the right word. Extreme rule. Extreme. Hardcore. Hardcore well, for no, the sake I, of hardcore. No, no, no. Well, yeah. Hardcore for the sake of hardcore. But I'm trying to think of like the non-wrestling term for it. They used like, barbed wire and thumbtacks. Yeah, it was like... Um, yeah, it was hardcore for the sake of hardcore. There wasn't really a meaning to it. I would have been a... I, I don't like it too much. But I would have been okay with it if John Moxley and Joanna Vanilla had been going at it for months. And there was just no way to solve this thing. Like, they hate each other. They interrupt everybody. They interrupt the other's matches. They just hate each other so much. They've done a steel cage. They've done, you know, they've done whatever other gimmick you want to do. And the final option is, all right, screw it. You know what? You guys just settle this crap. The company has nothing to do with this. Do whatever the hell you want to each other. I d we don't care. Just settle your freaking differences. Here's a non-sanctioned match at a pay-per-view. Go kill each other. Just I do think they stop. should have had a different stipulation because there wasn't really any reason for it to be non-sanctioned match. Yeah. It could still be like a hardcore match if they wanted that. But but um, do you agree that there should be some buildup before you? Yeah, but I also but I also understand that this was also like a test. You know, this is also previewing your show. This is like a free pay-per-view to be like, this is what you can expect. But now which the, is not which, which, which now I'm, they're changing. But if if that's what to expect, now I heard that they have balked slightly because of the reaction to Rhodes. But if that's what to expect, but in all fairness, I'm the the hardcore match it was not like I I've seen worse in WWE as far as violence goes, like in. Almost, I would say, somewhat more recent. Like, yes, they use barbed wire, but like, there was hardly any blood. Yeah, and they're that's like, true. like you know, um, they had a barbed wire wrapped steel chair, and sometimes like uh, Batista, Triple H, and Hell in a Cell 2005 Vengeance, um, they had that steel chair wrapped with barbed wire, and then they use it and like they grinded it on their faces. And well, yeah, that's they, just dumb. Like they didn't do any of that. Like that's like the only time like. It's like the first time I've ever seen like a barbed wire type match and they not do that. Um, there was a spot where uh, uh, Moxley took uh, Joey Janela's shoes off and... That hit. was just grotesque. <laughs> there we go! That's the word I was thinking of. It was grotesque violence for the sake of grotesque violence. That is not what I said, but... No, 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 no. That was what I was trying to say. Oh. So he barefoot and he slams him on the thumbtacks. That was grotesque. That I am like, okay, bam, shut the laptop, this show is <laughs> yeah, done. That, that was a little I'm done much. with this. But other than that, um, and then after the match, uh, like, John Moxley won, and then after the match, uh, ended up getting beat up by Kenny Omega, pretty much uh, setting up for All Out, because that's pretty much the only chance they'll have. So, 
that's the it for Finder Fest. So here is the current card for next weekend in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, Fight for the Fallen. It is a tribute, uh, not a tribute. It is a charity event that they're raising money to help uh, um, help to prevent help victims of gun violence and help to prevent things for gun violence. This is which, this is I which, can't I can't clap too loud because we got microphones, but this is a clap. Yeah, for which is which is something event. which is something I think everybody can agree on that yeah. we shouldn't have gun violence. No, and we shouldn't have people killing each other. Like I think that's that's all agreed upon. So they're doing this um, all the. They say all the proceeds are going to go towards this. Um, I know businesses don't. Well, that's never true. But, that's almost never true. I don't think it can ever be true because you have bills to pay. But, uh, but yeah. So if it is true, then that's awesome. Yeah. But um, I mean, I'm, most of it will go. Well, yeah, uh, yeah. Above your above their minimum, I would hope would go. But uh, anyway. This is your matches that we know right now. Uh, Jericho is supposed to appear. That's what I got in front of me. Don't know how, but... He'll probably do something with uh, Hangman Page to set up for All Out. He is supposed to... MJF, Sean Spears, and Sammy Guevara? Versus Joey Janela, Darby Allin, and Jimmy Havoc. See, this one's confusing because... Another dumb bleep match that I won't care to watch. Well, they won't do anything. Because this is free, correct? Yeah. That would be... Yeah. Which we'll talk about in a few minutes. Um, that that's like first of all, I don't know who the babyface and who the who the heels are, <laughs> because that's true. That's true. I literally don't know because I know Joey it seems D- like heel heel versus heel to me. It could in my because Sean Spears sure is how I know babyface. And the thing is, like MJF ain't no babyface. MJF is mad at is mad at Sean Spears. I don't know who Sammy Guevara, Guevara is. I don't know who he is, but he just tipped somebody 100 bucks at Whataburger or something. I doubt that Joey Janelle is a baby face, because he's kind of an Because idiot. he's the bad boy. And uh, Darby Allen is not a baby face. Is, I, don't, I have no idea about Darby Allen. Well, he kind of can't be. He's going to put Cody Rhodes in a body bag. It's also his character. We don't, and, we, the Undertaker's not a bad guy, but he's st- stealing your souls. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, let's get to, we'll get to that when we get to Raw. And, uh, Jimmy Havoc is a moron with stable gun, so he sure as hell ain't no baby face. Um, that match, don't know who should win, just hope it's Well, I don't, good. I, I don't think we should do, like, any, like, who should win. Oh, you don't want to? Okay, because okay, that's fine. Just that's because fine. we don't, like, until we get to TV, we really don't know, like, Okay, I'll accept that. Win. And like because we don't know what's the story's going on. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, Hangman Page versus Kip Saban. Do you know who Kip, Kip Saban, Saban is? That's the that was the guy. Who who the hell is that? <laughs> who the hell is he? Uh, do you know who that is? I've heard the name before. Granted, I also watched the show. Um, he, he's a British wrestler, I think. All right. Brandy Rhodes versus Allie. Yeah. I mean, you should see the the uh, road to fight. Uh, Fight for the Fallen. Uh, Brandy Rose did an interview about like her ice skating career. Man, it was awesome. It um, was tear jerking. Uh, Kenny that o- means that means causes tears in your eyes. You know, English it's hard. Uh, Kenny Omega versus Sema. All right. Well, he the the Sema had a nice showing um, against Christopher Daniels. So let's see what he does with Omega. Okay. Cody and Dustin Rhodes versus the Bucks. Let's see if I can get a bu- a Bucks match that I like. It'll probably be it. Let's. I'm like, this is the best chance I've had to see. Okay, is uh, 
the Bucks are supposed to be the best tag team in the world. Well, let's see it. I mean, this is uh, since this is a charity match, a charity event. I don't think there'll be too many crazy spots. I mean, like not too many crazy things happening. Yeah, let, let's see it. You know, and I like, and this will also be. I will. Uh, I think I will. I can't say I'll enjoy, but I am interested in seeing a not gold dust Dustin Rhodes because I've not seen that. I have not seen Dustin Rhodes is not is not WWE. So Cody outside of WWE looked and Evan had a good point when I said this earlier. He has had more time, but he was in WWE for quite a while. Um, I like W. I uh, sorry, I like Cody better outside of WWE, and let's see if I like Dustin better too. So that's Fight for the Fallen. That's coming up uh, July 13, do you 2019. Think, do you Jackson. think that should be a free event? Yeah. If it's a charity, yes. One word. Publicity. That's fair. Like, that was, like, one of the, like, one thing, it's like your third, uh, it's your second preview show, basically. Yeah. Your third preview show, but this one's actually free. But I was wondering, like, wouldn't it be better if it was on pay-per-view and you could give the proceeds of the pay-per-view buys to, to that charity? I think it might be more worthwhile to have sponsors promised more eyes than to charge for that. Yeah. I don't know. If because really... granted, they'll probably have on the show like, hey, if you want to help out, go to this website. Well, that and... too. Yeah, and you're going to get more people so there's more chances that that can happen. Yeah. So that's it for AEW. I'm well, we a little do, worried. We, we, do should, oh. we should say that uh, AEW is oh, yeah. going to be on Wednesday Night Dynamite, Wednesday Night Dynamite on TNT. In uh, the same week that uh, SmackDown goes on, on Fox. So I, they, I think Wednesday is a good night for them. Everybody to do thought that. it was going to be Tuesday, but then they Tuesday Thursdays is basketball, and apparently they're going to have like problems when the NBA playoffs happen. Yeah, um, I don't know what they're going to do come because TNT is like the NBA playoffs. It's the finals is on ABC, but you get before the finals, and it's on TNT, and a hell of a lot of it. Well, on Turner TNT. owns a lot of, lot of, comp, a, a lot of channels, so they could easily move things around. And I was gonna say, and, and would it be more? Would would it like uh, have like one of the games? The other thing be is on TBS for a week or something, or for for on that day. No, they're gonna move the wrestling before they move the NBA. There's no way in hell they're moving the NBA playoffs because that's some of TNT's highest rated stuff. I mean, TBS is the same thing pretty much. But well, they're not. They're not moving to basketball. They'll they will move the wrestling before they move to basketball. And if they don't, they're complete idiots. Um, the other thing is what happens to AEW the week of the the first week of March Madness. Because I'm assuming this program will air at night. And depending on when it starts, Wednesday is either a full day or it's play-in games, which are like 5 and 9. And usually one's on True, one's on TNT. So you can move that, but like, and then the, the second week, there's stuff on, there's stuff midweek. They might change it. So when you have loaded up nights like that, they're going to have They might move. have like... And that's like TNT, TBS, all of that stuff is impacted by March Madness. They probably will have something where like they would just either not have it for a week, have it online, or, uh, I mean, they might have it online, probably. I mean, there's there could be some challenges presented to them by having it on TNT. But it's pretty much the only... The only viable, like this, they'll be good for for up until. Oh yeah, yeah. It'll, it'll be good. For it'll a bit. only be in 
late May, early June, and a one week in March. I'm sure. Really I'm sure they can find on. like that. The, they will have to go somewhere else on TNT. I'm not saying it's a deal breaker. It's a, I'm not saying that at all. I'm just simply stating it'll be interesting to see what happens next. I just year. What, well, granted, none of us remember what they did for 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 Nitro, and I don't think they had huh. that big of a deal with March Madness. Back then, well, no, March Madness wasn't that big a deal. Period. Back then, it also wasn't on TNT. I'm and thinking. the NBA wasn't on TNT back then. All of that, were, well, I can't really say that. When did Nitro shut the doors for good? Two thousand one. So, NBA, uh, inside the NBA has existed since the late nineties. So you can't really say that. I can't really say what I was going to say, but but NBC had most of the focus as far as the NBA playoffs went. And uh, we, uh, the owner was... I'm drawing a blank. Um, for some reason, I, I have Kip Saban in my head. Ted Turner? No, 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 no. No? Um, uh, Tony Khan? Yeah, that's a Khan. For some reason, I was thinking his last name started with an S. Um was asked if we would see some of the stuff that we saw on Fighter Fest, um, if we'll see that on TV. Mm-hmm. And he said, absolutely not. Good. So they won't have. Then why the hell do you have it on Fighter Fest? Because they'll have it on pay per views. Oh, okay. Okay. So you can do more with pay per views and stuff. And so we'll see. Moving on to something we know more, a little bit more about. Yeah, especially me. The WWE, um, Raw and SmackDown this week, um, but we're just gonna, we're not gonna go through them as much, we're just gonna kinda hit some things. Uh, first of all, Paul Heyman is now, or very soon, I think he had some influence this week, but didn't have total control, uh, now he will be, or soon he will be the, uh, executive producer, that's his title. Is that his technical title? I don't know his exact... I think his executive director. Uh, he will be the director, producer, whatever. He will be the lead voice on Raw. Eric Bischoff He's, will be... They're the basically doing Triple H... What Triple H is doing in the next T, they're going to be doing that for Raw and SmackDown. He'll be the lead on... Uh, Bischoff will be the lead on SmackDown. Um, which I think most of Bischoff's job is going to be dealing with Fox. Which I think is good because he dealt with Turner and then. Yeah, he, he conned Turner into believing that WCW was run by smart people. Well, in all fairness, like in the beginning it was good. It was when like they stopped doing certain things. That... The current storylines... Well, before we do that, uh, oh. there was... Like some people were saying, like, is the PG era over? I mean, no. Kofi Kingston uh, flipped off Samoa Joe. Yeah. Um, uh... There was a little bit more cursing and a little bit more violence. They said, is PG era over? I would say no. Not, I mean, maybe over as you know it, but the PG era has technically been over since 2014 when, they, when the network started. Yeah. And like you've seen like little things here and there. The thing with TV ratings is it's right now, like I actually noticed it, I think it was either SmackDown or Raw. What was the only thing it could have been. Um, it's rated TV PG. And it has a V at the bottom. That's for violence. There's some mm-hmm. violence. Um, I looked up the the, te- the TV ratings, and they can- L is for language. Yeah. Now, what's the D? Uh, suggestive dialogue. Ah. And then uh, S is for sexual content. Oh. <laughs> which they can, which you can you can have all that stuff in PG. Just so, have to have a little bit of it. So I think so that. Becky. 
Nope. Marie. Nope. 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 No? Say that for fan fiction. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well. Anyway, um, I, so I think they may change the rating up a bit. It'll still be PG, but I think they'll add the L and the D. Yeah. Like for language and sense. suggestive dialogue. I don't think they'll add sex, any like sex stuff in it. Because are you sure about that? No, I'm not sure about that. But I know <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure about that. We will get to why in just a sec. Can can I do my thing? Can I can I move forward? Sure. Okay. Um, some of the current highlight storylines. The 24 seven stuff is really good. I want to know what the hell happened. Where the hell's Bray Wyatt? Get a little scared because he was the hottest thing in the WWE for. A few weeks. Six weeks. Five, six weeks. And then now the last two weeks, he's dead. He's gone. I think he got the U.S. title. Um, well, he they they don't I have any more vignettes. I am over the moon that my guy Ricochet won the U.S. title. And he's had two main events with AJ Styles, so they're not going to kill him off like they did the last like four U.S. champions. So thank God for that. Uh, maybe the mid-card title. May, hopefully we are back. The era that I want to be over is the era where getting a mid-card title means you're off weekly television for weeks at a time. Shinsuke Nakamura is alive. Finn Balor is alive. We know that. We don't know We don't know if Rusev is alive or not. Um, he hasn't been on TV in a long time. But we have seen him on Up, Up, Down, Down. So he's, so, so he's, he's, alive. Is, he's confirmed alive. Um, but anyway... With that stuff out of the way, the big storyline that they're pushing so hard that it's making me bleed from the ears. Did you know that Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins are a couple? I'm going to punch Michael Cole in the face. I know it's not his fault. I'm just saying, Just can we leave these people alone? I know they're both champions. I know it like, well, it clearly doesn't write itself because it went on this week. But I know that you feel like you need to. But can you leave them alone? I mean, uh, Becky and Seth have both said like they weren't sure, but like they talked about it. Didn't they leave Michelle McCool and the Undertaker alone? That was a secret to everybody. Yeah, but except they left from the, the inside. That's I think that's more of an Undertaker character thing. Okay. And also like the time period, like not everybody did that. I think that that's was true. close. I it's possible that. A lot of the wrestlers didn't know about it, and it was mostly like the mm-hmm. main people. But it's just um, like leaving it alone because they didn't nice. like even when they got married, it wasn't really a big deal. And if you leave it alone, you wouldn't have had the worst segment in the calendar year on Raw this week. Do you want to do that now? Oh, yeah, but I'm gonna finish this up first. Okay. So they basically said that you know they were a little bit perturbed about doing that because then know, wouldn't you be? They're private people, and also because um, they know like how it affects you know how they usually go along with the women talent, and that they were afraid that it would definitely ruin Becky's push. Yeah, based on the way that they do it. So they said like basically they talked over it and be like what how they wanted to do things, and we saw that stomping grounds. Uh, Becky Lynch came out to save him, and then uh, Becky Lynch uh, held the ropes open for him. So that's kind of like a like a role reversal type thing. So mm-hmm. what they're doing in like on the next <laughs> and then they implied she had a penis. Then on Raw, they um, when Seth tried to stop her from beating up Lacey Evans, she she pushed him out of the way, and he's like, "Okay, go ahead." So basically, they're definitely make. I think they're definitely making Becky look strong in this. 
But anyway, so you say uh, yeah, I'll let you talk about what you don't like about this before I talk before I try to put this into perspective. So the segment, so this this hilarious. I wonder who wrote this segment. It, I bet you it wasn't Paul Heyman. Uh, the I don't know. Paul starts, Heyman apparently did a few things in ECW, so I don't know. The segment starts. How people said it was him. Half the people said it wasn't Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch. Well, it, the big, dirty, old, thirsty man obviously wrote it to me. Um, Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch were getting back to the interview. Then they started arguing, and I was already ready to turn the channel because, oh my god, if you're gonna have them do it, have them stick together more than ten minutes. They did the, well, if you would, do, they did the, where the man says to the woman, well, if you would just listen to me more, and then the woman goes, what did you just say? And then the man goes, all right, all right, all right, pretty cool, pretty Wait, that's cool. what you want, or that's what happened? Well, no, well, that's what they did, like, they're doing, they are already doing I did the like the call, the call back to the tweets that, uh. Yeah, that, that one, yes. Am I they, impulsive? Impulsive. <laughs> <laughs> they do good social media work. But anyway, so well, they did that. Well, Becky does. <laughs> yes. Uh, they did that stuff. Um, they they had like a something amongst themselves, and they kind of talked about the upcoming uh, pay-per-view match with Baron Corman and Lacey Evans, who are apparently now a thing, whatever. Not in real life, but in I guess they're a thing. Like, they're business. Are they making them a thing or just a business thing? I think it's a business thing. I think they okay. see it a business thing. Because they have to. Because it, I think they both admitted on TV that they are married and have um, children. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, well, I know Lacey has. I'm not sure if he has, but apparently somebody said that. Well, they're already trying. The, I think they already might do the cheaters angle, but we'll get to that in a second. So anyway, then comes a woman with uh what do you call the the thing a dress no i thought she had the the rope the rope the big fuzzy thing that's garland but bigger a fur coat okay maybe it was just the lining of her fur coat out comes maria i'm like oh hey look it because i don't watch 205 but i'm like oh hey look it's maria and who the hell is he Apparently it was his, her husband, Mike Canellis. They explain that a little bit later. I'm good to that. Hang on. Then Maria goes off on this tirade about how they should be the first couple in WWE. He's like, why do you call yourself the first couple of the WWE? We and don't. And, and, and Becky and so like, we, we don't. We've never called ourselves that. So already the promo sucks. And then Maria looks at Becky Lynch and goes, Becky... You may be the champion. You may have beat Ronda Rousey at WrestleMania, but I pushed an eight-pound baby out of my uterus, and I went, "Oh no!" The reactions. Oh the no! Re the reactions, though, by Seth Rollins. I mean, I love like like when they do comedy. Uh huh. Like I know, like it's not in their characters right now, but uh -huh. I love when they get a chance to do comedy. He's like, <laughs> "I'm like, oh god, nope, don't do this again. No, 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 no hands, no punted babies. Can we just not do the childbirth thing, please? For the love of God, let's not do this again." Well, in all we, fairness, the second one, the child didn't get a chance to be born. We we we've already done this. This doesn't work. Let's not go back here again. Maria says I pushed a baby out of my uterus, so I'm the champion, and I'm like, oh, God, that makes no sense in any context. And then she says, why don't we go down to the ring right now, and me and my bitch against you, and yours. Seth Rollins, and your bitch. So she's, No, she said, and no. she said Becky Lynch and hers. All right, I'll, I'll, I'll pick my battles on that one. Go back, watch the segment. Um... 
Because I remember that because I know it was opposite. It was interesting. It was because Maria was insulting Becky. So anyway, they go to the ring. Canellis gets the piss beat out of him by Seth Rollins. I still don't... Did, I believe they may have mentioned he was on 205 Live. I think they might have. But they didn't give much background. Um, Seth Rollins beat the hell out of him. And then he's like, go! And then he tags in Maria... Seth tags in Becky, and then Maria runs off the ring apron, runs around, and Becky's like, get back here. I'm going to beat the crap out of you. I'm going to knock your head off your shoulders. <laughs> and then Maria grabs and starts beating him. That was a terrible him. Irish accent, my bad. He starts, uh, Maria starts beating a microphone because it doesn't work. She goes, wait, wait, wait. Becky's like, what? I, I'm pregnant, I'm pregnant. And the whole crowd just goes, What? <gasps> Like, what? <laughs> the whole crowd just goes dead silent. And then Becky just kind of... No, looked. no. Actually, the crowd was... I think the crowd, crowd was doing a BS chant. Oh, I didn't hear that. There was... I didn't... I, all I heard was them go very, very quiet. They got quiet also, but then when she started talking more... She... And then, um... Becky just kind of patted her stomach and walked away. What? And then Mike Canales from me goes, What? What? You're you're pregnant? How can you be pregnant? And then Becky makes some joke that he doesn't have a wing. No, it was it wing. was Maria. Or sorry, Maria. And it wasn't that he didn't have his uh his uh his parts. It was that he what didn't have the uh. You know what? He wasn't man enough. <laughs> <laughs> he wasn't man enough to get her pregnant. And then did she even tag him back into the match? Oh, no, I know what it was. Well, <laughs> in all fairness, she's pregnant. She's not going to be. She's Seth out of the match. <laughs> Seth just threw him into the ring. Becky put the disarmer. No, I think Becky Lynch threw him in the ring. Becky put the disarmer on Mike Kanellis. Kanellis tapped out. The match is over, which doesn't make any sense with how mixed match tag rules work now. Unless it's Eric Bischoff running the show. Um, anyway... So they did that, and then Maria comes into the ring and emasculates Mike Canales, and I still don't understand why it is beneficial to you to completely emasculate one of your stars. I don't get that. And then her final line is, maybe the next time I try and get pregnant, I'll just let the only man in this match, the man, Becky Lynch, do it. So you imply, so you, you emasculated a 205 Live star, and she is really pregnant. She put it out on Twitter. So you reveal the pregnancy to the world. You had an extremely... You, you broke the rules of a match. You had a bad backstage segment. And then to top it all off, you implied that your top female star has a penis. So this one, this didn't get to three strikes. This got to five. Screw this segment and everything to do with it. I hope they never speak of it again. We're just going to pretend that this is the hand that came out of Mae Young or, um, uh, uh, or Katie Vick. And we're just going to pretend that never happened. Since on 205 Live, they, they talked about it, so... Well, about what? He's still on 205 Live, so he was on 205 Live and they talked about it a bit. Well, on the, uh, just don't talk about it. But, but with, with, about Beck, with Seth and Becky, I, I hope they don't. With Seth and Becky, they're doing uh, a match on Monday with Selena Vega and Andrade. And I looked at the promo thing that started. First of all, great social media work. Uh, Most of Becky. it's been social media. Second of all, 
Uh, Selena Vega said she was going to end Becky Lynch's career if you actually watch that WWE. Yeah, she, she said something about like, like you will be home trying to have a child after I'm done with you. And I go, no, this is not what you were supposed to do. Uh, and then she said, because I'm going to end you, you will never wrestle again. And I'm like, this this manager well, is telling the female champion she's going to end her career. In all fairness, why she, should I believe she is that? a wrestler? She just never gets to wrestle. But why the hell should I believe? Based on WWE, why in the world should I believe that Selena Vega is going to end like? Um, it's called an overconfident cocky heel. <laughs> why does that have any credibility at all? But but an overconfident cocky heel would be Kevin Owens telling AJ or uh, uh, telling Kofi Kingston he's going to kill him. It's pretty you much, wouldn't believe that could happen. It's pretty much like Shane McMahon saying that he can beat up Roman Reigns granted he did and and beat the Undertaker. Yeah, so why would you expect that? I mean, if we've at least seen Shane McMahon wrestle. I mean, we've seen her. She she was in Money in the Bank matches. But she doesn't she she doesn't take up four segments a week like Shane does. Um so anyway, uh, I'm saying all this to say good social good job with the social media. Becky Lynch, Seth Rollins, Andrade, Selena Vega. Please just let Seth and Andrade go at it for like 15 minutes, and then Becky can hit the disarmor on Vega and win. I don't give a crap. I just want to see a nice I'll take 10 minutes. Give me some Andrade and Seth Rollins, please and thank you. That's that's what I have to say about that match next week. I'm looking forward to it. I really hope we get some Andrade, Seth Rollins, and a good bit of it. I want to put the uh, storyline into perspective. Okay. So, and like I know you disagree, so we'll just keep that. All right, all right. You you don't think, you don't think that? No, I'm just trying to I'm trying to look at it through. You know. Well, first of all, in your storyline, does Becky Lynch have a penis? I refuse to answer that question. Okay. You know? Well, WWE had to pose it. Anyway. she can impregnate Maria, apparently. Anyway, apparently, and I forgot, Maria's pretty good on the mic. I, like, her character before, when she was on WWE before, was not. Was dribbling idiot. Yeah. Was her, bleeding she was, she, was, she was ditzy. That was her yeah, character. Yeah, she was the, the ditzy cute girl who was bleeding from the ears, yes. Um, she, and I didn't see her much on Impact, but apparently she, apparently Paul Heyman says that she's one of the most creative women in the business, which... Well, that's nice. Well, that's fine. Yeah. I, 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 I pro- just didn't like any of what there was this week. I don't like, fine. I don't necessarily like what she does, but her promo was good. So basically, so here's, here's my thing about as far as, anyway, so basically I do not think that, um... First of all, he's Mike Kanellis because Maria has been in WWE. So that's why he has her name. She, she That's the known name. You're going to have your bigger star have the name. I mean, that just makes sense. What is his name? Mike Bennett. Okay. Oh, that's right. I knew that. So Mike Bennett is his actual name. And, the, and since Maria, when they came back, they were the Kanellises because... Maria has been in WWE before. She's a recognizable face. And according to a lot of people, she's like the uh, more dominant of the two. 
But I do not think, like, I mean, as far as the... Here's what I think that this did. First of all, I don't think that uh, him losing to Becky Lynch hurt him based on how they've been building Becky Lynch. Becky Lynch has been somebody that they've been building as somebody who's, you know, will take on anybody. She is, she will guarantee she will beat up Baron Corbin on, on, at Extreme Rules. Um, but she's the type of person that, like, you know, beat up Ronda Rousey. She got into a stare down with Triple H before she slapped him. I, well, actually, this was after she slapped him. I would say that that, that stare down between those two was probably top 20 in the history, and especially the best stare down we've had in a while. So I don't think that hurt him at all. And also, he was cut off guard. If you get cut off guard and put into a submission hold, and you're already shocked, you wanna, you'll probably tap out. Also, I think that all this stuff has caused... Um, I think you could go... I think they're attempting to go the sympathetic route with Mike Kanellis. And it might work, it might not. Well, it's the first week of this story, so we'll just have to see. I mean, it, w it was different, so we'll, we'll see what happens. Um, well, I, I don't completely disagree with you, but I just didn't like it. Uh, I just didn't like it, okay? I mean, it was different. There's stuff that I can, that is good or bad in principle, and then good or bad for real, and this was bad for real. Okay, so next up after all that stuff. And there's been a bunch of like rumors about how like they were doing the storyline and then they found out she was actually pregnant and like a bunch of different things. But because I for uh, at first I thought like when the segment literally was live taking place, I thought she was going to go, "I'm pregnant, I'm pregnant." Bam, hit her with the microphone. But she didn't actually do that. Like I thought because she is do... really pregnant, so she can do it. Cuz I thought they were going to do the Gotcha! But I was kind of surprised. Um, anyway, moving on from that. Do you like 24-7? I do. I think that they need to start involving more people, though, because yes. I think that the eventually the Drake... E the Yes, EC3, Heath Slater, Titus O'Neil. I think they all have great creative minds, and they can use social media well. Ah, I know what they need to do. They need to have Titus O'Neil fall under the ring and fall on top of Drake Maverick and then win the title. Wouldn't that be good? See, this is where I fully advocate silly stuff. See, and I, I've always wanted to have Matt Hardy win and then take it to the Matt Hardy compound and have a bunch of segments where everybody's trying to infiltrate, be like Mission Impossible trying to infiltrate the Hardy <laughs> compound. I think that'll be great. Ethan story. Carter III with two red Solo Cups binoculars before he sits <laughs> hey, out his... Him and Drake Maverick trying to find it. <laughs> they have a newspaper... Then they look at each other. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, uh, there's been... Uh, is, okay, before we get any further, on the segments this week, is that Drake Maverick's actual wife? Yes. She is a legend. Yes. She is also a wrestler. Is she really? Okay. She I was, was say, a, she was a Megan Classic. Uh, the first one, I think. I was going to say, she is a freaking legend for going along with this. And so is everybody else, stooge or not, at that wedding. Awesome. Thank you for their cooperation of bringing us phenomenal segments and putting up with this garbage. Now, I seriously hope they go... I, I hope they've already gone on their honeymoon They're and this their isn't their actual one. I don't know. Maybe. Or that they get an actual one at some point. I'm they haven't customized the match! <laughs> that was the greatest segment. This honeymoon's going to be 24-7! Boo! 
I wonder if R-Tooth will catch Hornswoggle on his honeymoon. But I, there wasn't a lot of 24-7 this week. There was a little less than there has but been. There's been a lot on social media, like, almost every day, where uh, he's been going around, like, his wife is there, like, yeah, we're enjoying our, uh, we're enjoying our honeymoon. I got my love of my life here. And then he pulls out his, like, 24-7 chain. It's been a lot. Like, I, the thing I'm worried about is that they're going to have her divorce him in storyline. Oh, no. And I'm that like... That would be so sad. I'm like, no, that would be so mean. I know. I was like, don't do that. Like, that's what I'm worried about. Yeah. I'm hoping that, you know, she ends up winning the title on this. Wait, that who does? His wife. No, Carmella needs to be the woman 24-7 champion before her. Although I do agree that would be very funny, but I think Carmella needs to needs to psych our get like let our truth get it back and let him. I think that'll be what they do eventually, but I think they're just let our truth point guard the twenty four seven thing for a little they for work, a while longer. They work so well together. I don't think that they'll do that turn for a bit. But, well, I'm I'm no, I'm not saying do it for a bit. I'm saying you let it go and you're like it's almost out of your mind. Like, all right. That's fine. It's official. You know, there's no way they're doing this. And then, bam, Carmella gets it and runs away. Yeah, yeah, people, and poor Truth is heartbroken. You have people talking about, like, Carmella, you're with the 24-7 champion all the time. You do know that women can win this title, don't you? And then she goes, what did you say? <laughs> hey, Truth! Rolls him up, throws him in. <laughs> also, dance break! <laughs> Roll up! <laughs> Um, 24-7, we haven't had one since, um, the thing I have a problem with, with the 20, or the one thing that I have been a little upset with the 24-7 thing with is, our truth gets locked in a box with our air holes and we're, and we're supposed to think he made it to the house show alive. Well, there was a thing where, um, I think one of the clips said, like, he actually got out and then ended up getting snacks and <laughs> going back in the box. Oh my god. But it has no air holes. How can he breathe? Is he a magic, fish? Magic, magic of television. Well, no. There's a whole world underneath the ring, didn't you know? Is, oh, yes. That's true. <laughs> the little people squirt. Dude, you think they're ever going to bring that up again? You know what I'm talking about, yeah, right? Yeah, I know what you're talking okay. about. Okay. Never say never in the world of wrestling. Should they? I, I thought it was entertaining. Well, yeah, but it, that wouldn't work now. Anyway, 24, um, anything else that you liked a lot on Raw? Or, uh, or that was the, the, the other show this week? The incredible spot that they had with uh, at the beginning uh, of Raw last week with the... Uh, oh, um, when they tried to murder Baron Corbin and Bobby Lashley for no reason, yeah. Braun Strowman and... Or, who did I say? You said Baron Corbin. Sorry, Braun Strowman. Yeah, they didn't try to murder one of their... What Maria Canellis would call her husband. Um, no, the, uh, yeah, it's Braun Strowman. In case you don't know the spot, Braun Strowman and Bobby Lashley had a False Count Anywhere match because apparently we go straight from the tug of war to the False Count Anywhere. No difference, guys. Um, well, after the escalated from an arm wrestling match to the tug of war, where else are you going to go? Uh, I'm hoping this leads to a strap match myself, but... So, they did a false count anywhere, and 
Bobby Lashley was going to spear Braun Strowman off the stage, and then Braun Strowman got the upper hand and speared Bobby Lashley through... No, actually, this is what happened. Um, Bobby Lashley su- suplexed um, Braun Strowman, goes for the tag, uh, goes for the tag, goes for the pin, and one, two, kicks out. He goes to the wall with the Titan Tron, go- probably going to spear him, yeah, that's what I was saying. Maybe he was going to spear him, but yeah, he, he gets was up and setting then, up to spear. And then uh, Braun Strowman does you know that little shoulder tackle thing that he does, and they did. To- yeah, so Braun Strowman got to jump on him, and he did the shoulder tackle. This one was almost the spear though, because like they. Were I thought it together. was. I thought I legit thought it was a spear at first, but then when I saw the replay, it was just a shoulder tackle. I thought it was a spear. The shoulder tackle, kind of little, slightly more. I mean, it's the same effectiveness. Slightly closer to a spear. And they go it's through... It's a spear for a bronze strong. They go through the... Is it, it... Do you call that an LED board? What do you call that? I think it was like... The, there's lights and stuff. They go through the light part of the stage where it says raw. They kind of wrap around where they come out of the curtain. It's, I think it's all LEDs. They go through that. It's LED lights. There's a bunch of sparks, an explosion or two. So probably uh, about 10 explosions more than they needed. Bobby Lashley... Is, no, I think those were real... Bobby Lashley is twitching because I, apparently I he's thought paralyzed. I mean it, lo- it looks real, but then after like after like the the seventh explosion, I'm like, okay, cool it, guys. Bobby Lashley was his whole body was twitching, and I was very scared that they just paralyzed the man or did nerve damage. Braun Strowman wasn't moving, so I was like, okay, he's he's either dead or he's fine. Bobby Lashley was literally twitching on the ground. I was very worried they had just killed a per they had just paralyzed the person for life. Uh, with this dumb, with this stupid spot, and then they had a bunch of guys run over with fire extinguishers after then, the explosions were done. By the way, <laughs> and then they just went to a hard cam for like five minutes with none of the announcers talking and just watching dead bodies get hosted up onto stretcher. And now Strowman is hurt, either kayfabe or for real. Yeah, he is. A- and then Michael Cole came back into the. The serious voice. It like as though it weren't part of the entertainment. Well, yeah, that's that's the idea. But if they didn't die, then it kind of had to be because you, what what else do you think would have happened? If you're them and you set up that spot, and there's no way in hell they do that spot off just off a whim. If you're the WWE and you said it, what else do you think was going to happen? Did you think they weren't going to catch on fire? Is that your problem? At first, I thought, oh my god, one of these is dead because they were just on a hard camera and always talking. And I didn't know what was going on. Exactly. They wanted to just wonder if it was real or not. But then I'm like, oh, okay. None of them is going into a hearse, so it's obviously a work. Well, hopefully they wouldn't take him to the hearse like from there. They wouldn't take him to the hospital first. But I'm like, oh, okay. I did find it weird that they put Bobby Lashley in the first, in the first ambulance, and then they put Braun Strowman in the in the second one that was in front of him. Like they should have switched that so Bobby Lashley could already be in the hospital. They did mention hospital once. They usually don't do that. <laughs> yeah, that was, and that was another thing I've seen pointed out is they didn't say local medical facility. They actually said a hospital. Um, and then Cole did the serious voice, which just devalues the serious voice because it's obviously a work. Because he would have said, uh, "This was not denying their entertainment." That guy almost died. Um, the new format 
that that you hate and I do too, where there must be no wrestling during commercial breaks. Unless so everything's two out of three falls, boys. Unless it's SmackDown at the first first hour of SmackDown. <laughs> everything's two out of three falls now. Was it um, Elias and Miz? Well, that was one of them. Oh, uh, Elias and Miz. A couple two times, out of three falls. Like it's like Oprah. You get a two out of three falls. You get a two. Out of, everybody gets a two out of three falls. So now. there's this big company initiative that says that, like somebody got in their head. I was like, oh, it's real sports. They don't have. Uh, they don't have. Their, well, that big head is called Vince. But go ahead. They don't, they don't have. Uh, uh, they don't have their sport going on during commercials. But we should be. Uh, we should stop it. We should make sure to help it help the match flow better. That way we don't have to worry about doing rest holds all the time. And even though, like, but there's natural flows in those yeah. sports that account for those breaks, man. I'm like, I mean, and they've done. I mean, it's terrible for TV, and I don't know how bad it's for. I know that in some shows they've been chanting, "We want wrestling," when they stop wrestling during the commercials. It's just. Oh, it's the worst thing ever. Because, like, the thing is, you can tell. You can tell. That's how bad it is. You can tell. Be like, and some of it doesn't make any sense. Like, oh, there's a tag team match. Oh, this team won. Oh, look. Uh oh. Two, four other people come out and beating them up. Oh, we're back here. Oh, it's an eight man tag team match now. But, but the other people just had a match. This is like, um, Alexa Bliss beat, um, Naomi. And then, uh... Oh, here comes the cross. Well, that did... That, that one did further storyline, though. Well, yeah, further the storyline, but since my, like, why... Then why didn't, uh... Natalia and Nikki Cross have a match? Well, I'm not why saying they... it didn't make no damn sense, but... Um... My favorite... That one did redeem a storyline. That one had a redeeming quality to it. At least. And that... Um, the, the world's dumbest spot, uh... New Day on commentary with Daniel Bryan and... Eric Rowan. I saw this on Twitter, and this is so true. It's like somebody got on the headset and said attack. And That's then Biggie whipped off I, his headset and went to punching. I, I messaged you that. Oh, did you? Yeah. I saw that on Twitter, too. I was like, was like, did somebody just tell Xavier Woods to go attack? Because it was just random. <laughs> they were... So, uh, got the scene for this. You had the regular commentary table, and then you had Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan, the Planet's Tag Team Champions. I don't think Eric Rowan was on headset, though. I didn't... I really? Just, I, I didn't mean, notice that. I didn't say anything. That. I thought he had one on, though. He may have. Ooh, I just thought that I... I well, that's interesting if he didn't. I mean, Brian is they going not, to talk they may not and have should. had enough. <laughs> Brian is going to talk and should. Mm-hmm. But um, um, it is the matches. The Dol- other Dolph Ziggler, oh, yeah. Kevin Owens versus the uh, the um, Heavy Machine. There's a match going on in the ring, and the commentary is the regular three men and uh, 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 Rowan and Brian. Then there's another table that has the New Day on it and a bunch of pancakes, and then Daniel Bryan does some good stuff. Why the hell do they get a table? Why don't we? We're the tag team champions. Did, say, is, did they say that? Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, one. Brian did some good stuff with like what? What does New Day get a table for? Why do they? Why do they get a tag team match? I just beat Biggie Links. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then yes, yeah, so and then they talk about that. Um, Brian does some really good job calling out some stuff, <coughs> and then <coughs> oh god, <coughs> and then they're talking. 
And then all of a sudden, with no rhyme, no reason. Xavier was a Texan. Xavier Woods whips off his headset and hear the as the headset hits the table. He whips off his headset, goes and tries to beat the piss out of Eric Rowan. And then Biggie Langston tries to beat up Daniel Bryan. They get the upper hand, and then uh, Biggie dies because Bryan need him in the face, and he sold it well. And then Eric Rowan did the face palm where he the, palms the, his the head like a basketball. Slams. He did the face choke slam through the table. And then they went, oh my god, what just happened? And then they went to break. And then they never said anything again. Well, they said they were banned from ringside. And there's, there's video, like, oh, okay, okay, okay. Fair play to WWE, they, they have been bringing videos out showing like what's been happening during those like having showing people getting banned from ringside and stuff. okay but they did say that they were banned from ringside yeah okay but yeah there's just these random things just to do this uh it's funny uh on ups and downs simon miller says they have to he says this part about we have to do the almighty ad break. We have to, <laughs> <laughs> we have to listen to the almighty, our, our overlords of the ad breaks. So on to NXT, and the first, and I don't have the network. I'm, I'm going to get it soon, but I haven't had the network in a bit. And one something that Evan sent me from NXT was that Io Shirai turned heel, so I watched the clip. And um, what happens is Io is in a steel cage with Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. And she loses the match to the uh, Carafuda. Carafuda uh, Clutch. No, she loses the match because she falls out of the ring and she skips the cage. She had that the hole locked in, and Io started smashing her head with the uh, with the door, and then she ended up falling out. Oh, okay, okay. Um, but previously, the two. The two of the UFC horse. horsewomen people. Um, I don't know their names. Je- Jessamine Duke and... Hadouken? <laughs> Jessamine Duke and uh, Maria Shafir. They tried to climb the cage and get involved. I, and I Candice LeRae ran out with the chair and got involved. So, like, Candice helped Io Shirai. And then after she lost the match, Io... Fr- Candice went to, would you say, console Io? Probably. And then EO flipped out and beat the hell out of Candice LeRae. Yeah, and then it appeared that, you know, she just sucked. So she went out, you know. Kind of, yeah, if she would have left there, it would have been like, okay, we can salvage it. But then she went to get a steel chair and beat the crap out of her. I don't... The reason I don't get that is because she did the post-match loss frustrated thing, which is, I think is kind of a lame way to turn people heel. It's usually the way they do it. I know, but I, I just... I think it's overused and it's kind of lame. But the other thing is, is it's not like, hmm, I can't, it's not like um, Candace accidentally cost the other match or has been by her side at the ring and has been encouraging and like you didn't coach me well enough kind of thing. She literally came out with a chair and tried to help Io. And in all fairness, the fallout of that has yet to air. So yes. this is like, I mean, the, it's been taped. Um, they, the TV tapings, the NXT tapes, at least this particular moment, I think this is what they usually do. They do uh, four weeks over two days. It'll be interesting to me to see what the justification winds up being. 
I'm curious because I don't see how you do the how you do the justification well because there is a thing such as a good heel. Well, in all fairness, when you're healing, you don't like like a good you're heel. You're not supposed as in a to good be job. You're not supposed to be justified as a heel. That's the pro- that's the point. But Becky Lynch was justified with her turn, which made her stay babyface. But there's a good job of healing. Which I think they had a good chance of messing it up for you also, but I think they did it right. But I don't... I'm I'm curious how they're going to make her do it. Like, Dolph Ziggler's a heel. Why the... His... What he's saying makes no damn sense. But he's a heel, and he's healing. But, but then there's a good... Doing a good job of healing. And I just am curious what, how you write EO's turn to make it a good heel. Other than, hey, look, I beat up the baby face and that's my reason for being heel. And I'm a little frustrated, which doesn't make sense because this person tried to help. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just, going to take some amazing writing out of this. Now, if there's a WWE uh, program that's going to do this, it's NXT. But I'm just curious to how they write their way out of this. So as soon as I found out that you sure I was turning heel, like this was taped like months ago, like a, like a, probably a week after Takeover 25. Oh my God! Really? Wow! A week or maybe two weeks after that. They taped that stuff harder than I thought. Yeah, they taped four weeks of TV in two days. And I think like this turn was one of the reasons why Triple H wasn't Raw that that mm-hmm. week, Raw or SmackDown that week. Because he wanted to help. So I tried to search for... Because I know Io Shirai has been healed before uh-huh. in other promotions. I, I couldn't tell based on stardom or anything because there's a language barrier. And um, people cheered for her anyway. Um, the only thing I found was when she was doing Lucha Underground and she beat the crap out of Pentagon Jr. But um, that was the only thing I could find. She never talked. The thing I liked about this was like... Um, when she turned heel, like, she said some stuff, but she was, like, berating her in Japanese. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, like, I think that if she's going to be healed, that she should really speak a lot of Japanese. think so. I think so. Because there's a number of reasons like that. I mean, you know, like, people don't like when they can't understand somebody. Yeah. So that's kind of like, like that. Also, I talked about this. I interviewed a... Inez from our as a soccer goalie for for Western Illinois. Yeah, and we talked about um, uh, being. She a, is a, from. She's from Spain. Yeah, Espana. And uh, she speaks Spanish, and she's so she speaks some English, of course. I mean, most countries teach multiple languages. Um, but she like was talking. I was talking. I was talking to her about, like, um, there's also a, a basketball player that is from Spain, and they, she said that she gets along with her really well because they get to speak Spanish together. Because when you're not a native English speaker, you have to worry, like, thinking about, you literally have to think about what you're saying. Because, and you can tell. American English is bad. Yeah. As a second language. It's terrible. It is the <clears throat> worst language to learn. Probably. One of the worst languages to learn. I've heard Mandarin is really bad, too. Mandarin is probably the hardest. And I think it is the hardest. Uh, and Arabic. 
Anyway, so I think if she's going to be heel, if she's, like, I mean, it's just, like, something that I think that, like, the culture of, like, they have this culture, Japanese culture, called kawaii, which is Japanese for cute. So, like, they do that a lot, and, like, a lot of the wrestling and stuff, and, like, it's where they get the cartoons and stuff from. Mm -hmm. Pretty much, like, when they talk, like, when they're doing their English, it's kind of like that. It's like, it's cute. So you can't really do that with a heel because then it's not. So if you're having, not only where they would sound more confident speaking mm -hmm. in Japanese, I think it'll go over better. Okay. Um, and we're going to have to. But um, hopefully we, hopefully we uh, figure out, uh, hopefully, uh, I mean, I think we still have a week or two before we find out what happens next. Yeah. So the drawbacks of NXT. Like, they have, so you can have everybody be on the show, you have, like, people, like, off a couple weeks. I, I like that, though. I, I, I think I like it better than Ron's Smackdown. <laughs> um, Triple H is now all in on, on NXT. Which he, is good. He is no longer going to be uh, at TV for Raw and SmackDown, unless emergency. I kind of wish he would take it over, but, yeah, I understand. And It's good for NXT. I don't think it's good for anything else. Um, the next big WWE pay-per-view, folks, is Extreme Rules, and let's go ahead and go through that card, and we will do will and should for these. This is as they are right now, subject yes. to change and stipulations to be named. Yes. Um, okay, so let's start. Let me make sure I get this correct. There we go. Uh, we'll start with the Cruiserweight Championship, Drew Gulak versus Tony Nese. What do you have and why? I think Drew Gulak should win because he just won the title. I'll and go I with the same reasoning. Like I said, don't have the network right now. Can't watch too much 205 Live. You do now, right? Yeah, okay. it's really good. I try to watch, like, I watch 205 Live, and then I watch NXT UK, and then at night I watch NXT. So we both have Gulak. That <laughs> my computer changed it to Gulag. <laughs> um, we both have Gulak. Okay. Uh, the next up, Alistair. Now, this one we can't we can, really give a prediction, we can, but uh, the we prediction can. is who it is. Mm -hmm. Alistair Black against a mystery opponent. Black has challenged... Uh, they Somebody has knocked on Alistair Black's door, and what's going to happen? I think that mystery person is Randy Orton. And I think Alistair Black kicks him in the freaking head and goes over. Either way, I hope it's a long match, a longer match. Like, it's not a squash match. Yes. I, mean, I think that if anybody, like Randy Orton, Cesaro, maybe even Rusev, like, can... Rusev get, would be a good one. Yeah. As long as it's not a squash match, I would say that that would be good. So who is your prediction for who it's going to be? I think they've been saying it's... Um, I think it's Randy Orton. I think, I think it's Cesaro, because I think that's what they're trying to build it towards. Okay. So you say Cesaro, I say Orton... Um, the SmackDown Tag Team Championships. I think this is where the Heavy Machinery gets their titles. Really? I think so. But this is their first match, this isn't is it? This is their second. This is their second tag title match? Okay. So you're going to go with Heavy Machinery. I don't think the New Day win again. No. I know that for sure. It's either going to stay with Daniel Bryan and Eric Rowan... 
Here's my question with this. How close are they to putting Daniel Bryan on his own again? I have no idea. If there was some sense that they were going to do that, I'd say heavy machinery. Or I'd say heavy machinery with no question. I mean, they could chase after the tag team titles for a bit, though, as without being the champions. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm going to go with Rowan and Bryan retain because I, I think I think I think uh, the heavy machinery will win. I th- I'm going to say they, that Bryan and him should. Well, see, here's the thing: like, if you're losing. Two title matches, and like I think that Heavy Machinery are the uncrowned champions, like they're gonna be the next champions. Yeah. I don't know if you are gonna be able to have them. I just don't think I pull. I, I'm not gonna pull the trigger now. I think I. Uh, I don't think Daniel Bryan is done cutting good promos. I mean, he can still cut promos without being the champion. It's slightly long. Um, I don't. I don't know if I would pull it just just quite yet. It's not going to be the new day. I think that one's really easy. Give the machinery another bit. Just you know, make sure you can have New Day take the pin. I don't know. Yeah. If, I don't know if there's yes. going to be a stipulation or not. Have New Day. Yes. Absolutely. I would not be surprised if it was a tables match. Have New Day take the pin, Bahal. Absolutely. Um, make sure you don't make heavy machinery look bad. Just as long as they look good. For all, for uh, I, maybe a good solution to this is the Daniel Bryan Rose Xavier Woods up. Like, um, they hit the compactor, and then Brian, oh, it wouldn't be a roll-up then. They hit the compactor, Daniel Bryan rolls into the ring, and then Rowan. Like a blind tag? Rowan comes if it's from triple the if it's, if it's triple threat rules, then they would tag him in. Did you do the compactor, but they're not the legal men anymore. Either. Okay, yeah, so, so that's fine too, yes. Um, do that kind of a deal, where they basically got the win, they just got screwed out of it by the heels, mm-hmm. and then you could make it go, and then you can have a one-on-one other actually win. I don't think they should do it quite yet. I think they there's a way to do this one, still make the two teams that you want going forward to look good, and I think that Brian and Rowan Willen should win. Okay, SmackDown Women's Championship, Bailey Alexa Bliss. I have a question. Yes. Before this match, yes. Does Bliss or Nikki Cross beat the piss out of one or the other? Before the match? Yes. No. Like, does Nikki Cross go, you know what, you jerk? You have been stealing matches. Bam. Okay. You don't think okay. I don't okay. think that. I don't think so either. I don't think they're going to do it quite yet, but I think it—I think it'd be a possibility one or two more. I, in I do have a uh, Do you want to choose your picks before I go into this, Ayla? Okay. Um, uh, Bailey versus Alexabus. Bailey will and should. This is obviously building to Bliss and Cross doing something different. I don't really think that Alexa Bliss should get the title because I'm not really sure if. I, I don't really know if you need to involve Bailey in the storyline. I think it's got good enough traction on its own. I also think that this could lead to um, Nikki Cross getting the next title shot against Bailey, and then she wins the title, and then Bliss goes, "I gave you opportunity, so give me the title." And that's how they do the feud. I don't think you need to start the feud with Bliss as champion. Like I think you know um, Cross winning. 
the title from Bailey, and then Bliss saying, I gave you that chance, give me that title, and then Nikki Cross goes, no. I think that's a good, I think that would be a feasible way to start a feud there. Because, do we both agree that their eventual lead is Bliss Cross? Yes. Okay. Um, I think that right now, Bailey will and should win, but she needs to lose soon. I, th- I, don't, I, uh, I don't want them to pull the trigger too late on the Nikki Cross thing. See, that's where my dialogue comes Like, I think Bailey should and will win, okay. and then she is done with the... Nikki Cross is going to inadvertently cost, Becky, uh, not Becky Lynch, Alexa Bliss the title, maybe even prevent her from cheating. Uh-huh. Or, and um, they're going to be, you know, they're going to have like a, then the next night on, on Raw, it's like, I couldn't get you another SmackDown Women's Championship match, but I was able to get us Women's Tag Team title match. And then they had the Women's Tag Team title match. Um, and then they can either, one, win that match, and then after that match, after you have Nikki Cross celebrate, mm-hmm. you have, that's when the turn happens. I think the turn has to happen this week. The, Who's the, turning to who? Alexa Bliss is turning on. Is backstab. Well, she's already a heel. I don't know if it's a, but she's backstabbing Nikki. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I think like that's. I think this has to happen because if Nikki Cross becomes heel, it's not going to make the same impact when she gets turned on. I think the, the you know the innocent you know bubbly personality of Nikki Cross, even like doesn't fit her intro music, but well, she she's still she's still crazy. Um, but having that, having somebody, having her get betrayed when she's like that in that state of mind mm-hmm. is a bigger impact than her becoming heel I know. for a bit. So I think it needs to happen this week. I also think that after Bailey gets done with those two, she's done. Unfortunately for Bailey, Stomping Grounds was her, like, after Stomping Grounds, just pretty much, she's been like, the SmackDown Women's title is an afterthought yep. for this. But Stomping Grounds, she was in it. Mm-hmm. For this one, she's not in it, and I'm hoping that she gets a better, better, um, better story going to SmackDown. But the p- whole purpose of this is for Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss to go, and I think that if they have that, them do the tag team titles. I, w- they could have them. So you don't think that the Bliss Cross is. Um, the top women's division feud that will revolve around the title. No. Oh, okay. Okay. They won't revolve the title. So that's where we disagree. Yeah. Then what do you do with Bailey? Bailey's on SmackDown. See, this is where the wild card rule confuses the hell out of me. I thought Nikki was on SmackDown. No. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh. Well, that voids what I was meaning. See, that's what I hate about the wild card rule, is it's so damn confusing. Ugh. So, and then I was... Sorry, th- folks. I was thinking about, um, they have the tagging titles, and then at SummerSlam they can have a match, and the winner gets the titles, and then they can choose their partner. Like, they did yeah. in, They did this at, in WCW once, when uh, Sting and the Giant slash Big Show were on NWO Wolfpack and NWO Hollywood. Speaking of Sting... Did you see today that the WWE teased Sting and Undertaker? I saw that. I which is probably for the next Saudi Arabia show. I don't know. Uh, Roman Reigns and The Undertaker versus Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre. No holds barred. For the love of God. 
for the love of the dead man, Roman Reigns and The Undertaker should, and this feud should just go the hell away, and Shane McMahon should go back to wherever he came from six years ago, wherever he was for seven years. Just get the hell off my television, you turd. Um, but I feel like they'll have Shane and Drew win. So I'm going to say that Shane continues to stroke his own ego ego, and wins. I say that Undertaker, Roman Reigns should win, but the other team will win. And I think this is, this is leading up to Undertaker, McIntyre at SummerSlam. Or, or at WrestleMania. I think this is leading up to Undertaker murdering Shane McMahon. No, Undertaker beating Shane McMahon and Shane McMahon going away like... The Undertaker prom like Chain promised it would three freaking years ago or two or whatever it is. I mean, I don't want him to go away completely. I just want him to be away for a while. Like, do you, like? No, I want him to bug off and not come back. Is in ring anyway. Cause he just that that little uh, narcissistic little turd just involves himself in every segment. Like it's just so disgusting. Like I know he's a heel. But you can be a heel without being an ego-stroking prick who has to insert yourself into every major pay-per-view and, and four segments of freaking show. Get off TV and leave, jerk. Yeah, I want him off the Or not narcissistic, nepotism. Nepotism at its finest. Nepotistic. It's probably narcissistic, too. That, too. Um, the WWE title... Kofi Kingston versus Samoa Joe. Who wins and why? I think Kofi Kingston... See, it all depends. If they bring Samoa... If they put Samoa Joe back on SmackDown, I think Samoa oh. Joe should win. But if not, then I think Kofi Kingston should and will win because I think, I think Kofi Kingston should and will win anyway because I think that he's going to have a program with Randy Orton pretty soon. But, um... I don't know. Just like, just stop having these Raw or SmackDown championship matches. Unless you're going to switch the titles to different brands. I seriously have a trade or something. So go, so Joe goes to SmackDown. I'm gonna say Joe will just because I think he said Samoa Joe needs to be a damn champion seriously this guy should be the top heel in the wwe and you've gone from the baby face of all baby faces kofi kingston you will have gone from the baby face of all baby faces kingston to an amazing heel in samoa joe who's probably the best promo in the wwe or he is really really close if he isn't he's one of I love his wrestling. I don't want to sound like I'm a fanboy of the guy, but it's time for him to get a heavyweight title. Like, seriously. I don't... I know he's a raw guy. You would never know that based on the stupid wildcard rule stuff. But you would... But it is time to make Samoa Joe champion. The only reason is you're holding him... For a big four pay per view, and you're holding him for SummerSlam. You just 
you need before you kill Samoa Joe completely is a guy that is always Mr. Threatened, but he never actually gets anything done. Do you just give him the title now and let him do stuff? Like, like, like let Samoa Joe be Samoa Joe, but give him a title. Do it now. I say, I, I think Kofi Kingston probably does... But just out of sheer hope, I'm going to say Joe will and should. Kofi Kingston just like lost his first match in like months last week. And I hope it just I think the Kingston thing is run its course. What do you thought really what are your thoughts on the strong booking by Kingston who hasn't literally has not lost since who hasn't lost from WrestleMania to uh to just this last week on Well, WrestleMania. I think that makes sense that your champion doesn't lose. And I think if you're going to do that, the guy who beats your champion might be one of the guys that, you know, that you pull the trigger on taking it. Okay. Know, I'm kind of excited about the prospect of them rehashing that 2009 thing between Norton and Kofi Kingston. The extreme, the, the last match that I figured out what was going on here. It's the last match that we know right now that's, like, confirmed. We don't have U.S. title, IC title, either tag team title confirmed yet. Or the women's safety titles. Which, or, which, well, that's what I... Oh, yeah, yeah, The Kabuki Smackdown. Warriors are number one contenders because they beat them in Japan. So, twice. like, we don't have the three tag team divisions or the two mid-card titles. We don't have those confirmed. But the one we do have confirmed is winners take all. Seth Rollins, Becky Lynch versus Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans in Extreme Rules match. I'm pretty sure this is the easiest match I will ever see, I will ever predict... Seth Rollins and Becky Lynch will and should win to infinity. Yeah, absolutely. That's for, for a number of reasons. Also for like semantics reasons. Like I don't know if that's the right word for it. But if you're gonna have Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans win their first title, like that's a that's a great moment. No, but, no, those got to be separate. Yeah, they got to be separate, especially because like like the it's not gonna and in a not thrown together mixed tag that makes well not makes well, no it makes sense. it makes sense. I didn't think either feud was strong, and I think putting it together makes it weaker. Personally. So who do you think? Uh, who do you think the contenders are for the next? Well, you've always got to consider Brock Lesnar in the picture. Yeah, but whatever. Um, for Rollins, I mean. If Shane wins, what is stopping Mr. Nepotism from going full heel and going, Hey, Drew McIntyre, you get a championship match. And they they do that. I mean, that doesn't make sense in their program, but like it makes sense for that duo. I don't really know what's up. Maybe they just do this again, but they do it separate. I have no idea. Well, they can't because they said that this was the last time they were facing each other. Granted, they I, say that a lot. Yeah, I was going to say, they say that a ton. I don't really know who's next for Seth. Um, I was thinking maybe I, Samoa Joe if they have him lose. That way he's still in the title picture. But then again, that wouldn't make sense because then he lost. Yeah. Um, he would. Uh, like, I would have like the next challenger be like win a tournament or something. Number one. There's there's no way that it's going to. I don't think it's either AJ or Ricochet. First of all, AJ just won that title. Second, or, uh, Ricochet just won that title. AJ. I think the AJ Ricochet thing, you really have something. I think that's going to go on for a bit. 
You know, I think eventually AJ takes the title and then Ricochet. I think Ricochet long term gets a shot at the Raw title. But I don't think they're done with either of those. What do you. Does Braun Strowman or Bobby Lashley get something? Probably like, not. what's. I don't. I don't. Um, do you send Alistair Black through the moon? Does do you send Bray Wyatt through the moon immediately? What you know? I I think that's a good point. I don't know what else there is. I think the next challenger will be decided in like a, a some type of match, which would make sense at this point. I think they kind of don't have any other lines to go. Okay, so I think that's it for Extreme Rules. What, what about for the Roman Series? Oh, 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 what's next for that? I was like, why don't we predict the match? Um, well, if Sasha Banks isn't sitting out of contract, you're going to need to do something with her pretty soon. Yeah, I said that she comes back as a heel. That, and I'd be fine with that. I wouldn't mind that at all. Um, I just, I think that, you know, you got to do something with her. But, I mean, if, if we are going off of your thought... That the Bliss and Cross thing does not revolve around a title. Because they are Raw superstars, so you could actually do that. Um, I think it'll turn into something for the title eventually. Like, But, it, but if, you're going, if you're going off that it's not that, but it's happening soon, I don't, I don't know what else. I don't know who else you've built. Unless just Nia Jax comes back. She's not going to come back yet. Or something like that. Unless they do a return or something kind of surprising. I don't know what else they've done. Because what is the other really good women's storyline right now? Or what is the other women's storyline they have going besides Becky, Lacey, and then the Bailey Bliss Cross all kind of in one? Like, give me another women's storyline that I'm forgetting. Well, certainly there's a storyline for the women's tag titles, but they don't show it on TV. But I mean a, a singles. Um, they're doing that stuff with well, Ember Moon and Sonya Deville and Mandy Rose, but... Okay, as much as I would Smackdown. like to see Ember Moon get a title, but that's undercard. But, but that's Smackdown. But. Well, that's Smackdown and undercard. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I think they've been themselves, but that's Paul Heyman's four, I guess. It'll be interesting, I'll say that. I just, what you know, whatever... They've come to a point where they, you know, where they kind of need to do some building. They they're kind of at a reset point in a couple of places that I think they need to do some building. Which on. could be very well intentional with Paul Heyman yes. and them coming in. Well, yeah, yeah, I think it is, and let's hope they do a good job of it. Okay, uh, finally, finally, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling's G1 Climax is coming up. This is actually very appropriate because we've been basically doing a marathon episode here i think we started at like eight <laughs> evan go ahead so the g1 climax the 29th g1 climax starts tomorrow as we're t as we're filming this mm -hmm. um basically the g1 climax is the most grueling tournament in all of pro wrestling um we'll get wwe probably has the most grueling schedule but compared to but then when you compare it to the g1 climax this one month of the year in in jpw New Japan Pro Wrestling mm -hmm. has the upper hand when it comes to that. Basically, you have A Block and B Block, and even when it's like A Block's night, wrestlers from from B Block are in like multi-man tag team champions. Mm -hmm. So you're wrestling both days. The only person that's not wrestling the first night is John Maxley because of 
of contract issues. Mm-hmm. So I'm not going to say like a bunch of like I'm just going to basically go to the dates. This is from July 6th to August 12th. So tomorrow is Saturday, July 6th to be in Dallas. So that'll be the first one. Then a week later, July 13th. So they get a week off. So that's okay for Milan. Then it's July 13th, July 14th, July 15th. They get a day off. July 18th, July 19th, July 20th. Get a couple of days off. July 24th. Couple more days off. July twenty seventh, July twenty eighth, July thirtieth. So they get another day off in there. Mm-hmm. Um, does uh, Does July have thirty one days? Yeah. Okay, so they get another day off there. Well, that was stupid. Yeah, once Tuesday, one Thursday. Yeah, there's Wednesday in there. Um, August first, then they have a day off. August third, August fourth, August seventh, August eighth, tenth, eleventh. And the twelfth is the is the final, so that's a lot. Yeah, and everybody's wrestling every day. And just well, the single matches that are featured in A Block, uh, they've got like a, a it's not a bracket more of the they've got their block up on their website. It's uh, two points for pinfall victory, two pinfall submission, uh, one point for draw, and zero points for losing. Um, the some of the matches, the the singles matches that will count towards the uh, the the uh, blocks, not the tag team stuff you're talking about, not the other matches that will be aside. Uh, Kazuchika Okada and Hiroshi Tanahashi is tomorrow, which hopefully will be that, good. That card is stashed, by the way, for that for the for the first night for night one of G One Climax. Uh, it only has, sometimes it has last names. Oh, uh, oh wait, no, here's the full names. Uh, Lance Archer and Will Ospreay is also night one. And I have not seen a lot of real Ospreay, but I'm really looking forward to that. Zack Sabre Jr. is another guy that I really like. He's wrestling Sonata on night one. There's a lot of good pay-per-view matches, man. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenta and Kota Ibushi is also night one. These are all A-block matches, by the way. Um, just looking at the schedule they have up on their website, I don't see anything from B, official B-Block matches that are night one. They have, but, like, they have the G1, on, I mean, granted, like, sometimes you can't really trust Wikipedia, but they usually do pretty good in wrestling. For, here's the match card for night one in Dallas. And as soon as I find it, there it is. Oh, I got it. Oh, you do? Yes, I do. Um, so the f- like the first match is Shoyo, Sho and Yo, versus uh, Tangaloa and Tamatanga. Uh, I'll be there in a second. Second. I I I've studied Japanese a little bit. Okay. So I'll help you out there. Well, it might be better if you read them then. Yeah. So the gorillas. So this is the. The cards, so the Gorillas of Destiny, Tamatanga, and Tangaloa, which apparently I just found out Tangaloa used to be Camacho for WWE. Oh, yeah. I did not know that. No, I didn't either. Um, and they're facing Ropung, 3K, which is Sho and Yo. Then it'll be Shoto Umino and Tomohiro Ishii versus Ren Narita and Jeff Cobb. Mm hmm. Then it's KS with Yoshihashi and Hiroki Goto versus Bullet Club of Chase Owens and Jay White. 
Then we have the legendary Jushin Thunder Liger, Juice Robinson, Tor Toru Yanni uh, versus Los Ingobernal yeah, de Hippon. That's like a mixture of Spanish and Japanese. It's very difficult. That will be Bushi, Shingo, Takaji, and Tetsuya Naito. And then you'll get to the main matches will be Will Ospreay versus Lance Archer. That's a tournament. That's an A-block match. Yeah. Uh, and all A-block matches have a 30-minute time limit. E Evil versus Bad, bad Luck Fail. Fale. Fale, thank you. I, I, I almost got the L and the F mixed up for Luck and Fale, so I almost <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> Sonata versus Zack Sabre Jr. Should be a good one. Kota Ibushi versus Kenta, which I think is, like, really good. One of these, um, no, it's actually the Kazuchika Okada versus Hiroshi Tanashi. One of those used to be a big rivalry between those two men. I don't remember which one, but it's, like, really Plus Kazuchika and Tanahashi, yeah. Yeah, that was the biggest rivalry in New Japan for a long time. So they get to renew their library. It will be live on Access, Access TV. here in America and JPW World, I'm guessing. Yeah. If you got the subscription. You got 999 yen, which is like nine bucks. Yeah. And it's from the American Airlines Center in Texas. The first time that there is a G1 Climax match outside of Japan. Yeah. So, And it's cool that New Japan is deeper expanding into America beyond just competitors. I like that. Granted, like, I think NJPW has gone down a bit since they lost a few people since AEW yeah. came in. But I think they're still, they'll still hang on. But yeah, it should be a very good tournament. It's always good. And it's always... It's a just loaded cards, a bunch of great wrestlers and a bunch of great matches. The only problem is, like, you can't see them all because they don't show them all on TV. Yeah. Because they'll, be, they'll have, like... There's like five matches, five shows in a week, or three shows in a week, and they probably have like one show on Access on TV. Yeah. So they'll have like night two something, and then the week after that they'll. Have well, night they three. would stream them all on World. Well, yeah, they'll do that, but for as far as on yeah. TV, on television in America, so, so it should be pretty exciting. A lot of a lot of good stuff going on at wrestling right now. I, I'm not sure about AEW. That's I'm a little worried about that. But I think Raw was a lot better this week than it has been. Uh, I didn't catch much of SmackDown, but apparently it didn't, wasn't a good show overall. No, it wasn't. Um, but, but I don't think Eric Bischoff is, is handling that till after, at least till after Extreme Rules. And then, because I got to wrap stuff up. And then uh, uh, New Japan is moving into its big season with the G1. And oh, by the way, we should probably say what the tournament's for. For a shot at the IG, IW, is it for is it for the IWGP World Heavyweight Champion or is it for any title? World, uh, World Heavyweight. Okay. For a main event spot at Wrestle Kingdom, which is their biggest. Yes, which is their WrestleMania. their WrestleMania. Yeah, which is in January, right? Oh, uh, I believe no. Uh, yeah, Jan four. So from the from the famous Tokyo Dome. <clears throat> mm -hmm. So that will be Wrestle Kingdom fourteen. Uh, is the winner of the IW uh, of this tournament will get a IWGB heavyweight title shot at Wrestle Kingdom 14. So that and is they it. usually oh. put that title on the line um, leading up to Wrestle Kingdom, also. Well, yeah, but that's just the the that's what it guarantees. Mm -hmm. um, anything else? 
No, I don't think I'm ready for bed. <laughs> All right, well, that is it for this episode of No Marks Allowed. For Evan Williamson, I'm Michael Dion, and just so you know, folks, this recording was like two hours and 45 minutes, so Evan's got to put his editing chops on. <laughs>